You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? X-Men, Dark Phoenix! <laughs> Hi, it's Michael. Hey, guys. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month! <laughs> Which is actually appropriate since we're talking about a very special episode of Black Mirror this week. Well, no, not Dark Phoenix. <laughs> it's very colorful. I mean, I guess. <laughs> there are a couple moments where I'm like... Is that is that alien woman coming on the gene? What's happening here? <laughs> I think so. Uh, um, but yeah, this week we're talking about the world renowned, the movie that's setting the world on fire, Michael, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yes, and not the type of fire that people would expect. No, it's dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, dumpster fire. <laughs> or, seen, or maybe people did expect that. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people, like friends of mine, posting pictures of themselves at the theaters, and like it's opening weekend, and the theaters are empty. That's not a good sign. Yeah, my theater was wasn't that packed when I went. Yeah, mine either. It was I think it was like ten people in total. And I was at a screening for it. <laughs> so what does that say? Well, hold on and we'll tell you. <laughs> but first we've got uh well, before that we've got iTunes reviews and emails. But other than that, we've got Black Mirror to talk about. Um season what is this, five drops? Season five. Uh, three episodes, shorter, abbreviated season. Uh, but you've only seen episode one, I've right? I've only seen episode one. That's the only one I cared about. Because you're trash. <laughs> um, I did see all three, so maybe I'll just give you the the bullet points of the other two episodes. I've only seen people talk about episode one. Like nobody even mentioned the other two episodes. So it's really like, the only. Okay. It, it's definitely the most black mirror mirrory episode of the three. And remember how before I kind of mentioned that. Uh, you brought up the news that the third episode is like the longest or whatever of the Black Mirror episodes. Uh-huh. And I said that longer episodes for Black Mirror usually don't mean better quality. Yeah. I think that third episode is the lowest rated episode of all th- of I think the entire series. And I think that was the Miley, Miley Cyrus episode. Yes. <laughs> it was a Miley Cyrus, Cyrus episode. I was just like, why the hell is Hannah Montana in Black Mirror? And it doesn't even feel like a Black Mirror episode, but I'll touch on that when we get there. Um, but before we get into all that and news of the week, as per usual, we've got I to wait. Did I mention Attack on Titan? No. Oh, because there's also Attack on Titan. <laughs> no One Punch Man this week. It's like delayed or something. But the Attack on Titan episode, which I thought was the season finale. Thank God it wasn't. Uh, we're going to talk about that. They're finally unveiling the mystery of what is in the basement. Entire show you know, has been building to this. How many more episodes? How many more episodes are left? Is, of the it, season? is it coming to the end? Or I still... think the next episode has to be the last one. I'm guessing now. I'm not really sure. You can probably count it. I was telling you before the podcast started that, like I said, the um, this episode's credits kind of scared me because they started playing scenes. And usually in the anime, when they play scenes, that's the end of the season. So I was like, oh no! So what is it? I mean, right now it says 20. So next week's episode is episode 20. So I guess that's the season finale. So it is the next episode. Yeah. 
I mean, next from the preview, it seems like it's kind of the end of the season. It, it's going to end on a big reveal. So, but we'll which get- Kyle Welch, I'm like, ah, we wanted to get to this point. Now we're finally at this point that it's like it's over. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, and then we got to wait like, like yeah, that would be a great moment to end on. But at the same time, Attack on Titan takes so long in between each season. It's like but the wait is so worth it. It's like <laughs> two, three years. And then I'm like, I don't, then we're going to get to season four. I'm like, I don't fucking remember what happened in season three. It was like three years ago. And then we watched so many other things that I don't remember, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> but yeah, I, Hey, I mean, I'm just happy. Cause like I said, I thought that this was the season finale. So anything that we get beyond that, I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> I thought they were going to end with all the questions. At least they're going to answer some of the questions. But we'll get there when we get so there. So you think. Yeah, right? Well, it's just like a, a half hour like, of nothing. Yeah, we open the door, and then the end. <laughs> Psych, you thought. Um, before we get into that and news of the week, as per usual, we have iTunes reviews, but we don't. So, okay. no new ones, yeah. Uh, for everybody out there listening, uh, send them in. We love to hear from you. And especially new people. I feel like we haven't gotten that many new reviewers in a while. No, we we had we had the one. We had a couple. <laughs> We've gotten a couple over the last couple of weeks, but I, I want to hear like some more people that maybe have been listening for a while but haven't written in for whatever reason. And you know, I'm I'm with it. I've done it too. I listen. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, I all get, the podcasts I, get, yeah, I listen to. Yeah, I get it because like how many YouTube videos or whatever I watch, and they'd be like, "Yeah, hit that like button or leave her a comment below." And Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, all right, next video. <laughs> exactly. I'm a long time listener of a lot of podcasts. That I really enjoy. I've never left the review for any of them, so I understand. Yeah, I get it, but. No. <laughs> Help us out. If yeah. we are the pillars of the Blur community like you guys tell us, then we need more reviews. We're at 265. I'm trying to get to 275. 300. 300 by the end of the year? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's our Spartan number. By 2020, this is Blur Vision. <laughs> uh, but we do have some emails. Uh, and I think a couple of them actually talk about Dark Phoenix. So let's get into that before we actually get into our Dark Phoenix review. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail Our first email comes from Khalif Topping The subject is Venom in the MCU And he raises a good point Now that it's been revealed in the Spider-Man trailer That there's a multiverse, or might not be Since Marvel lies in their trailers sometimes Marvel can ignore the Venom film And introduce their own Venom Remember how before we were talking about like how they're actually going to create the rivalry between Venom and, and Tom Holland, Spider-Man, just based on the origin story we got in the Venom movie? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, also, we talked about how Sony wants to introduce Venom yeah. in the third movie. Still a rumor, but... I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they do. I'm, I'm almost sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this, he, uh, Khalif raises a good point that maybe they won't have to use that Venom movie as canon, because if there is a multiverse, maybe we'll get... Uh, they'll, they'll reestablish Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU. I still don't want it. I don't want Tom Hardy's version of Venom or that movie anywhere near my MCU. Well, well, what if it's a thing? Alternate universe or not. Really? I don't, want it, I don't want it. Even if it's the Eddie Brock that we want from the comics just played by Tom Hardy and he's ignore the events of the Venom movie, I think that'd be kind of, I'd be okay with that. I don't not like Tom Hardy as Venom. Oh, that's, if that's what you're saying. I thought you meant introduce, like explain Tom Hardy being Spider-Man's villain because he came from an alternate universe, but it's the same version. I thought that's what you were saying. No, no, no. no. Just the same actor, but different 
origin, different circumstances. Just they just throw the movie out, the origin movie out the window. Just, it's gone. And if that's the case, then yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's a way to do it. And I didn't really think about that. But at the same time, I'm like, would that confuse people? Who cares? <laughs> All those normies that are confused, we don't want you here. <laughs> like, we, we, it's, I'll, I'll leave you behind. It's fine. <laughs> if it's for the sake of a better Venom in the MCU, I'll take it. Because then you have people like, I don't get it. Why is it different? Yeah, I thought Venom, uh, Tom Hardy was a good guy in his Venom movie. I thought he was trying to help people. Why is he an asshole in this? Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Our next email comes from Xavier Sutton, our old pal Xavier. Uh, hello, people. I haven't left an email in a while. I didn't know what questions to ask, but I finally have one. Imagine that you're Nick Fury, and it's post-Endgame. The Avengers are broken up like the Beatles, and you want to reassemble a new group of Avengers with six new members. Who would you recruit? That's all I have. Uh, keeping this short, have a great day, and stay nerdy, my blurdy. So he's basically asking us, if we're Nick Fury, what new Avengers would we choose for the next... Which is basically probably what's going to happen for the next Avengers movie. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's already going to happen. Yeah. But who is it going to be? Um, well, the obvious is Captain Marvel, Ugh. Black Panther, Yay. <laughs> Spider-Man, because he's been donned an Avenger by Iron Man, mm-hmm. um, Captain America, Falcon. Yeah. So that's, what, four? That's four. I think Wanda's still going to stay. Yeah, she's still on Earth. That's five. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That's six. And I mean, Thor's still off world as of right now. Yeah, I don't think Thor's going to be part of the new Avengers. No. He'll just come in as like a cameo or something. Yeah. I think he'll still about, be part of the MCU, just not the Avengers. What about Hulk? You think he's going to be the Oracle now of the MCU? You and know what they're doing with the Hulk? You know what I thought someone recommended? Actually, Ant-Man too. I think Ant-Man's going to be part. Cause the good, oh, yeah, Ant-Man. Ant-Man maybe in Wasp oh, to yeah, go back yeah, to the yeah. original... Because they were part of the original Avengers in the comics. Yeah, I dig that. I saw a good theory about what the role of the Hulk would be moving forward. If they really don't use the Hulk the way we want him to be used, which is Hulk smash Hulk, then maybe he'll take a more intellectual role as like the Oracle of the team. But then they introduce the Red Hulk. And then, then the Red Hulk is the Hulk smashy Hulk that we want. I'd be okay with that. Because like when else are they gonna introduce that character? Are they ever gonna do that? I don't think they're ever gonna because we already we already got a, unless they make it not Ross. We already got like he's and he's Why already make it Ross? he's already older. To introduce a Hulk, you have to have him be around for a while, and I don't know if the actor would want to be around for ten plus movies. Also considering he is one of the oldest ones oh, in the true. MCU. Yeah, that's true. He is old. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be cool. I like the mystery. If anything, of the I feel like it'll just go She Hulk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess they could do that too. I just want to see. I want classic Hulk smashing. I feel like Red Hulk would be a great way to do that. But whatever, you make a good point too. Well, it's not. It's not happening. We're not <laughs> doing. We're getting. We're getting Doctor Hulk. All right, Danny Phil Senior leaves an email. He says, "Question of the week plus movie recommendation." And I love that every time he sends an email, his image is all might give him a thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, Danny says, hey guys, so I sent this a long time ago, but you guys didn't read it or didn't go through because you guys should watch Pokemon I Choose You. That's a movie? What is that? <laughs> I personally liked it, but I mean, hey, I love Pokemon, so maybe that's why. But I mean, hey, to each his own. Uh, anyway, here's a question. From every anime that you've seen, which villain had the better logic to why they are doing what they are doing or are going to do? Alrighty, that's it. Stay nerdy, my blurries, and as always, go beyond plus ultra. I think, oh, um, do you want to answer that first? I've got an answer. I don't have that. I, I don't. I gotta think. Ozymandias. That's mine. I feel like his reasoning was right, and like ultimately, if 
Rorschach didn't fuck it up, his terrible decision actually would have made the world better. Oh, you talking about Watchmen? Yeah, Watchmen. Ozymandias. Oh, because he said, didn't he say anime? He said anime? Uh, from every anime. Oh, yeah, it is anime. Never mind. That's, I was like, what? <laughs> Never mind. At first, I was like, Ozymandias, that's, that's what? No, that's not right. That's not an anime. That's not anime. You didn't see the Watchmen anime? It's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> King got a suit, watch me. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> anime, I don't... Yeah, anime, hmm. Which villain had the better logic to why they're doing what they're doing? Anime. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you Attack on Titan will have a really good reason why the... the uh, but we don't know the, the, we I don't know, know the reason I know, but I feel like it just gave me another year. <laughs> <laughs> like the Beast Titan and what they're doing, so they're making it so mysterious why they hate humans. And then, oh my God, when we get into what the reveal was at the end of this episode, maybe there is. I was gonna say because it could be a reason. It could be a thing where they they were just misinformed, where they're all the Titans and the humans are fighting each other based on something that was all a lie or whatever. I think like both the, sides are being manipulated. I think it's the king manipulated that world. The first king of the the inner walled cities. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I don't, so we can't use that though because we were speculating. <laughs> Anime villain with the great. Oh, duh. Um, Mama from Promise Neverland. I know exactly why she's doing what she's doing. I like it. Stain. How about Stain? Stain from My Academia. Stain. Yeah, Stain. Stain makes sense. He's actually. He's also he, right. Yeah, he's also. He's right. Hashtag Stain was right. <laughs> his methods aren't right, but no. Yeah, he's. But right. his 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 ideals are right. Yeah. So there you go. Stain. <laughs> Next email comes from. McCall Rosario. Oh, Micah? Oh, Micah Rosario. Yeah, I think this is... Yeah. <laughs> I keep doing that. McCall! <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? I just want to share my personal thoughts on X-Men and the Dark Phoenix. Oh, here we go. I have my own interesting outlook on the X-Men movie franchise. I like to think of it as a disclosure of the multiverse in some way. Disclosure of the multiverse? Uh, it's like in this universe, the X-Men are emotional, and we see shit go down this way. And in other universes or previous movies, we see the X-Men go through everything a little differently. But I don't know. That's just me. As cringe as their interactions were, I enjoyed the second half of the movie. We're all mutant badassery. Oh, after all, mutant badassery is what we want to see, right? Anyway, I'm happy for you, Jordan, on your unworthy production, as it most definitely is worthy. Oh, thank you. And best wishes for your Al Beyond. Thank you. Can't wait for the next episode, guys. Micah. Thanks, Micah. I don't get what he's trying to say. <laughs> um, I think he's trying to make a make the, the fact that these events in the X-Men Dark Phoenix, how they don't line up with what we know about the timeline prior to this is because in this iteration of the timeline, people were acting more in emotions than anything. I mean, I, the real answer is the X-Men franchise has no fucking continuity. No. That's huh? really what it is. <laughs> Even with it, like, within their own movies, like, it doesn't make sense. Here's a not spoiler, but Quicksilver, Quicksilver, yeah. The whole fucking third act of the end of Apocalypse was was about. By the way, Quicksilver, I'm your son, but, but I'm not gonna tell you. They don't even mention that in this movie. Yeah, it's not even brought up. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until the movie ended that I was like, "Wait, Quicksilver and you never have a scene together." No, this is like ten years later. Yes, <laughs> you think you at least mention it? <laughs> Where are you guys going? See your dad? Oh, okay, say hi for me. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, oh, so he does know now. It's like, no. They didn't even bring it up again. Quicksilver barely has a a plot in this movie, like, period. He doesn't even have a scene, like, Mm, every movie he had to, like, a a cool, like, speed scene. He barely had that in this. 
they phone that whole movie villain, but we're, we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, oh, and we've got one more email from Khalif. It's about, Atta- about, it's about Attack on Titan. I think this show is similar to... Wait? I can't read this yet. Remind me to read this after Attack on Titan review, because okay. it contains all the spoilers. Okay. So pause on that, Khalif. Before getting all that, we're going to talk about X-Men Dark Phoenix. Jane, why don't you start at the beginning? Something's happened to me. Something I can't control. And it scares me. It feels good. She'll kill us all. A girl dies. Get down! Are you threatening me? Because that would be a bad idea. And for those that know our Blur Vision rating system, I'm going to drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Ketchupon. All right, bro. This is the second buy at this apple. <laughs> we did this once over 10 years ago. This used apple that's still been sitting there from 10 years ago. But look, I understand the logic. After X-Men The Last Stand. I do. Because X-Men The Last Stand... If you peel away all the the subplots of like the the mutant cure and the stuff with like Rogue not warning her powers and introducing a random character like Angel as a point of view character that is not used at all, like if you remove all that shit and just focus on the Dark Phoenix stuff in that movie, there's potentially some good stuff there. Give I give X Men Last Stand in like all the shit, or at least I did. But with hindsight, there were some good moments in that movie. You really want to look at it objectively. Like the scene with Magneto in the bridge, the scene with Wolverine and and Dark Phoenix at the end, where he has to stab her to kill her. Those are I still remember those scenes ten plus years later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it wasn't all but bad. When you, when you take a shit, if you look at it through a microscope, you could see some nutrients in it. But at the end of the day, it's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shit to... come from the food that you eat that gives you nourishment. But when you poop it out. It's still fecal matter. I'm just trying to be fair. Because there are movies that are more consistently terrible. Like Fantastic Four. I'd even say things like Justice League. You know what I'm saying? So at least it has some shining moments. But yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So flash forward, you know, 10 plus years later. And, you know, we're in this newly reinvigorated X-Men universe. After X-Men The First Class. After X-Men Days of Future Past. Where it tried to fix the entire continuity. And yeah, X-Men Apocalypse was pretty shitty. It was a big stumble after the the the, the sprint that was X-Men First Class and Days of Future Pass. But looking at it from the top down, if you want to go out with a bang, what is the biggest X-Men storyline to do? Dark Phoenix. And that you have a template for what not to do, theoretically, you should be able to make a better movie. Right? Yes. You have a template of doing what not of doing what not to do. But you still did what not to do. I'm going to be positive. <laughs> I'm going to start positive. No, I'm going to be positive too, but I'm going to get the negative out the way. Okay. Right. So let's talk about our non-spoiler thoughts first. And then we'll jump, our, give our ratings and then jump into spoilers. I, I want to go first. I'm, I'm going to try and start positive. Because I think what this movie is best at, when it's at its strongest, it has some cool action scenes for, as number one. That's like, I think the, 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 the icy on the cake is at least... That like that last sequence that we see in the trailers in the on the train. I think there are some really cool moments in that entire sequence. 
I don't know if I'm going to look back on it with fondness, you know, years from now, but at least it did end with some cool action sequences. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of characters, what I think uh, a strong part of this movie is, when the movie's focusing on the drama between characters, like emotional dialogue scenes, and you're, you're seeing how characters react to someone that they love, Jean Grey, be slowly transformed into someone they can't recognize anymore, the Dark Phoenix, and how her actions affect them, I think there are some good moments there too. I think James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, they are able to pull off what I think is some pretty bad dialogue throughout this movie, to the point where there are moments where I'm like, these characters don't even feel the same. Like, from the very first scene, the way the characters spoke to each other, there are a lot of moments where I'm like, these don't even feel like the same characters anymore. And granted, I know it's supposed to be 10 years later from the last movie. They don't they do don't anything. <laughs> they don't do anything to make you visually, make them visually look like they've gotten older. To the point where, like, they've done timeline breakdowns. Michael Fassbender's Magneto is supposed to be like six years old in this movie. He looks like a year older than he did in Apocalypse, if that. Mm-hmm. And they, do, they don't put any, like, gray in his beard. Forget, like, the CGI stuff that Marvel does. They didn't even try and do any, like, light makeup things to make them look older. They just fucking go, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also like, then why even bother setting it in the 90s? Because it's not even like the, 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 the era plays any kind of role in the movie itself. No. Unlike in, like, Apocalypse, where they at least try to sprinkle in 80s things... There is no 90s to be found in this movie. No. So, like, what's the point? I guess the subway. Well, no, the subway existed a long time ago. The space shuttle launch? But that weren't there space shuttle launches earlier than that? Well, yeah, we went to the moon in, like, the 60s. Yeah, so what the fuck? (laughs) Why even have the, yeah, it's 90s if you're not going to do anything with that decade? But those are complaints. (laughs) And on top of that, like, you can make the argument, well, they had the 90s costumes. No, they didn't even have that. Even the costumes were bland. No. Were very bland. The best part of Apocalypse was the last two seconds where they reveal the '90s like colorful costumes of the X Men, and then it cut to this movie in the very beginning, first scene. They just don't have those suits anymore. They're all back in the the yellow X jumpsuits. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why? Do you not remember your last fucking movie? Like, why would you like go backwards on the things that were good that people like? I know they had to hear people like say, oh. Yeah, the movie sucked, but I like the costumes. They're like, I'm not gonna give you that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Li- I'm not listening to that. Yes, yeah, like positive reviews. Let's do the opposite of that. <laughs> Brian Singer's universe is such garbage. It's and that's you know what? Fuck the positives. I'm out the positives now. That's all I have for positives. <laughs> and even those positives are like pop marked with issues I have. So that tells you something right there. And it's funny because it's sad because if you think about the X Men franchise, the X Men franchise not including Blade, because Blade is the one that really started it, but really. X-Men was the first, because Blade was more of a smaller scale, mid-level budgeted movie. But X-Men was the first major budget, $200, $100 million budget superhero movie that get, we wouldn't have the MCU or anything yeah. like that without those first Brian Singer X-Men movies. Yes, but you it kicked lo- it off. But you look, and it's like, so you want those movies to go out with a bang. With a bang. <laughs> But it's like even looking back, kind of like Game of Thrones, kind of like Game, kind of like Game of Thrones season eight. Like you look at you look at the ending of Game of Thrones, it's like this kind of sours everything that came before it. Now, granted, it's a little different with the X Men movies because I feel like X, the X, like no, that, that would assume that there was all quality. Yeah, because I'm gonna this. say I'm gonna say it makes it a little different because I feel like the X Men franchise has had an equal amount of hits and misses. Yeah. I, I I did the breakdown. Literally, there's five movies that are trash and five movies that are pretty good to great. 
Like it ranges, but so half and half. And then even then, I feel like the ones that are great aren't really that great. <laughs> they, they also have issues. Like, like they're good. They're good for X Men movies. For X, yeah, it's good in a vacuum. Except Logan. That's like the except only- Logan is yeah Logan is the old, but I'm like think about Days of Future Past like everybody loved Days of Future Past but then I think about it even more I'm like how did Kitty Pride send Wolverine to the past yeah this movie has a lot of problems <laughs> a lot <laughs> you just kind of go eh. why at the end did again continuity why at the end did uh, Striker become Mystique if that never even played a part in the next movie yeah it didn't play a part like that's like a, a consistent thing with them they keep setting things up and they go I'm not gonna use that in the next movie fuck that it's like why do you have a fucking universe then? <laughs> but yeah, those are all my fucking positives. Because at the end of the day, like you said, the X-Men movies kicked off what we now know as the superhero like fandom. Like the mainstream superhero fandom. It was the beginning to the MCU and everything. Yeah, because think about if that movie failed. We wouldn't have we, any of it. Yeah, we wouldn't have any of this. Yes. But that's, what I'm, but that's also my issue. These movies, and Dark Phoenix especially, still feels like part of that bygone era like the 2000s ended the early 2000s were over but the x-men movies never really went beyond that like they never took note they never looked over the fence at what the mcu was doing and going like what makes them successful let's try and like go with that let's try and make these costumes accurate let's try to make these characters more like what they are on the page let's actually make uh, more than just wolverine and that's really it let's make more than just wolverine interesting they never do and this movie's proof of that because there's no real focused character in this. You want to say it's Jean, but not really because you don't really know her at all. And the, the movie doesn't do a good enough job to just focus on her. You would think, and I've seen people say as a positive for this movie, that at least unlike X-Men Last Stand, they focus on the Dark Phoenix plotline. But they don't really. Half this movie becomes X-Men Civil War, and then another part of it becomes uh, X-Men vs. Aliens. So I'm like, you didn't really just focus on the drama of Jean Grey and her becoming the Phoenix. Because if you did do that 100%, maybe I would care more about her by the end. But I didn't. And that's my biggest complaint about this movie is that despite the dramatic scenes in some cases being done well and feeling like legit scenes with gravitas and emotional weight behind them that Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy were able to bring to this, there was never a moment where I actually cared for any of the characters. They kept telling me that I should care, but I never once grew to love them. Forget over the course of this movie. The movies before this didn't establish them as strong enough characters for me to care despite that. Like in X-Men the Apocalypse, that was your chance to set up the Phoenix Saga, and then this could be the Dark Phoenix Saga. But they didn't even really do that in the X-Men Apocalypse. That was more uh, Xavier and Magneto's movie than it was Jean Grey or Cyclops or any of the kids' movies. Pretty much all these new incarnation of X-Men movies have been about Xavier, Magneto, and Mystique. Kinda, to a certain extent. Because yeah. even... You go, I'll finish, I'll finish later. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, I guess my general thoughts are basically done. I mean, I, I just feel like what they are doing... What, what they ended up doing with the franchise is not nearly as epic as something like the Dark Phoenix Saga deserves to be. And the fact that this is not only their second chance at the Dark Phoenix Saga, but this was their second chance at the entire fucking timeline. At the whole continuity that they rebooted with X-Men First Class, there's their second bite at the apple, and they fucking peered out in the last half. The first two were good, the last two were shit. Yeah, you thought you would think that them doing, the whole reason behind them doing 
X-Men Days of Future Past was to fix all of the convoluted timeline, timey-wimey things not connecting Mm -hmm. and not making sense. Like, I thought that was the point of Days of Future Past to be like, okay, from this point forward, it's going to be a more coherent, structured, well-versed universe that we're building. And it's like, no. No. Say what you want about Last Stand. So it's like, like, then what was the point of this movie? But when G. Grey died in Last Stand, I cared. When she had her moments of like turning evil, it seemed more like she was possessed in The Last Stand than she was in The Dark Phoenix. And in The Dark Phoenix, unlike in The Last Stand, they actually do have a plot point of possession. Like the, the energy of the Phoenix or whatever does possess Jean Grey in this movie, unlike in The Last Stand where it just was always in her. Yeah, it was like a multiple person. She had multiple personality disorder. But that, I think, in hindsight, did a better job of making me feel like there were two personalities at war within her than this movie. Because there were... It was so convoluted in this movie that I'm not sure what was the Phoenix taking over and what was just Gene throwing a hissy fit. Like, I, it just didn't do a good job of going like, no, this is the Phoenix now taking over. It was it was moments where it was just like, she just seems like a whiny bitch. They, they didn't really establish that the Phoenix is another entity. They just said that energy that hit her just boosted her powers, but it wasn't like a personality. It was just a power boost. So pretty much... From what but I gather, it was what I gather from like this, angsty what shit. I gather from this movie, it was all coming from her. Like it was just her. It was so much extra power that she just couldn't control it, and it was coming but out. Then, but that's what I'm saying. It's convoluted thing because there were moments where she's, it's like she's talking to something else. Because like, because they kind of say, make me do that. Because they kind of say in the movie that because Xavier blocked all that trauma and stuff that happened in her her childhood, now this is all that rage and stuff that she was supposed to have felt and gone through as a child. It's now all coming out at once. And so, she's not able to control it. So is that why she's acting like a petulant child? Basically. That's terrible. It's not Phoenix. <laughs> and even, and you know, oh my God, they, they didn't even do a thing where that, that energy was called the Phoenix in this. No. Kids called it called, the Phoenix. Kids called it the Phoenix. So again, The Last Stand in some ways did the Dark Phoenix more justice. Because at least there, she she called the, the entity Phoenix itself. And this, this is the thing, <laughs> this is the thing I said before. I was like, I don't understand Foxes because they did it before with Silver Surfer. Like, I don't understand their obsession with making these cosmic level entities. Fart clouds. Fart clouds. Oh, you mean Galactus? Yeah. You said Silver Surfer. Oh, well, I said it in the Silver Surfer movie. Oh, oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. A but, big, a big ass fart cloud. Yeah. Wait, have we not learned from the Fantastic Four movies at least? Because <laughs> yeah, Galactus is a fart cloud. Now Phoenix is a fart cloud, and I'm like. What are you doing? <laughs> Guys, we already established in the last movie that... Remember that last scene with the her versus Apocalypse and became a giant bird? And that's another thing. Like, they completely ignore all continuity because in the uh, X-Men Apocalypse, she had the Phoenix power yes. within her. And that's how they defeated Apocalypse. It was like, Gene, let it out. Let it out. So I'm like, is the fart cloud the Phoenix? Or was she always the Phoenix? Or like... These movies But, according, but be- yeah, according to this movie, she never had that power. So it's like, well, how did they defeat Apocalypse then? <laughs> And even though Xavier was telling her, you have the power then. So it's like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I should, there should not be more questions in your last movie. It's like, this doesn't add up. None of and I mean, up. I get it. Like, technically, this wasn't supposed to be the last movie, even if you think of how this movie ends. But what we just said was, like, continuity issues. <laughs> Forget it being the last movie or not. Like, this, just between movies, those things don't line up. No, they don't. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> But yeah. I guess that's it. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words. I mean, I, I, I try to give big ups to like Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy because honestly they're carrying this movie because there are, because like I said, the dialogue is bad, 
But all the kids' characters, unlike James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, can't carry it the same way that they can. They can turn any dialogue into good dialogue, just from how much weight they give it when they when they talk. But like Storm, Cyclops, Jean, they always come off as petulant or illogical. Or I there were times where I'm like, is Storm into Cyclops? I can't even tell from the dialogue or like what they're having her say to him, and how little they used her. And when we get to spoilers, there's a lot of moments where I'm just like, I saw your review, just hashtag justice for Storm. Her powers make no fucking sense. Like, you know, the fact <laughs> that, I don't want to say this in my YouTube review because I'm like, that might be a little too spoiled, but this pissed me off. And this, so this might be a tiny bit spoilery for those of you that didn't see this movie, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> Honestly. But bro, bro, bro. They had fucking Storm using her powers to make ice, ice? cubes. What the fuck? I was going to bring that up. What the fuck? That's not spoilers. That's just stupid. But still, it's like... It's like, I have complete control over the Earth's weather. When, they did, when they did that, yeah, right. it was like, yeah, Storm. I was like, nah, this has got to be a fucking Onion movie. You diminished her powers to the point where you made her a servant. Like, a, a, a mutant... Refrigerator? Like, are you like? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, that's some shit you asking a waiter to do or something. I'm like, she's your friend. I'll be offended if I was Storm. I'm like, really? You know, there's a fucking refrigerator right there, right, Scott? You asking like, me to make you ice? I was like, nah, they are not doing Storm like this. No, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that, that's actually a really good. That pissed me off. Single encapsulation of how she's using this movie, which is to say, not at all. And then when she does use her powers. I was going to say, but with that said, though, she's, they do utilize her way more in this movie than they did in any other movie in, the, in terms of like her fighting. But it was still oh, you not mean new continuity. I'm talking about in this. Uh, I'm talking about period. Like ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say like her, of her, past. her fight scene. At the, but even in Days of Future Past, she didn't really. Oh, she did go like a bitch, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. <laughs> so I'm like, so I can say she she ha- she's had more of a coherent fight scene in this movie and you saw her. But I hate it. But yeah, I still hate it. I hate it. I still hate it. I'm not saying it was good. I still hated it, but I'm saying compared to all the X-Men movies, this was her best moment. All right, I'll give you that. But it was still just her shooting lightning the whole, I'm like, she didn't summon not one tornado. Like, like, it was not like. I got a bigger issue, but I'm going to save it for spoilers. But I I say all that just to say that the the, the younger characters can't carry the dialogue the same way as the more veteran characters or actors can. Except for Jennifer fucking Lawrence, who if you thought she was fucking phoning in in X-Men Apocalypse, she gives nothing in X-Men Dark Phoenix. And even more... See, I think she was fine in this. She's del- she was flat in every single line delivery. I feel like she was flatter in Apocalypse than she was in this. She was, to me, she was flat throughout this, except for one scene that I fucking hate. And I, we, talk, we touched oh, on it before. <laughs> And you know why I hate that scene? And I'm just going to say it right now. Might as well. The scene where she, after they go through. I was like, oh, uh-oh, Jordan's going to hate this. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for spoilers because it, it does go into spoilers because it's it's very based in the beginning of this movie's plot. I'm going to save it. And it's because it has nothing to do with anything else. It's not like that's like a sticking point as a theme for the rest of the movie. It was just like a yes queen moment. I'm just part like, of why? Me feel, but part of me feels like did they put that in there because there's a behind the scenes Actually, I didn't put that in my... Well, whatever. I'll talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. I forgot to put that in my news now that I'm talking about it. But yeah, there's a behind the scenes. Now that Marvel owns the uh, franchise... Well, yeah. no, I'm not, not going to say it because if I say it, that's a spoiler for what... Yeah, so I'll wait. Okay, so I'll wait. So pin in two things, Storm and the net, all right? But um, I was going to say... 
And the biggest travesty is not just her acting to me. It's the fact that we said it when we saw the trailer. They literally put exactly what happens to her in the fucking trailer. Yeah. That's that's unforgivable. My biggest issue with her was more the makeup. I didn't have that much of a problem with her performance. I mean, I, I hear you, but the lack of a performance for me, coupled with the fact that her biggest character moment was spoiled in the trailer. And then it's not even as if there's more than that in the movie. Like, oh, I'm, that just means that there's, the stakes are so high in this that characters are going to just go out left and right. What's going to happen? We have no idea what's going to happen now. But she's the only one. Yeah. So why spoil it? That's trash. <laughs> yeah. So I'm as a rating, I think if you just go into this movie cold and you just kind of remember the previous movies and you're not a huge X-Men fan, but you're just like, eh, I like to be entertained by action movies, maybe it's a less than passable. Maybe a low passable at best. But honestly, for what this movie is, for what it's supposed to wrap up, for for how important this franchise has been to the superhero movie genre in general for it to go out like this after failing once already at this very same premise and doing it again but arguably in a worse way poor vision there's no other way to, to put it it's I have, I have two ratings for this too okay so what's what's your rating so before i get to my rating i'm gonna i guess i'll go positive first too I was, I was like, no, I'm going to go negative first and then go, Tear apart. <laughs> and then go positive. Because I, I, have, I have, like I said, with the two ratings, I have two different views for this movie. So basically, I feel like the most interesting thing about this movie was the acting. Like what I mentioned before with like Jennifer Lawrence, like I didn't have a problem. Granted, she didn't do much in this movie. But the little bit that she did do, I didn't have a problem with. Like, I feel like she phoned it in way more in X-Men Apocalypse. And even in Apocalypse, like, it was phoned into the point that she was hardly in makeup throughout the whole movie. At least, granted, yeah. her makeup was her makeup was terrible in this movie. But, but at least she was she had, in at least she was in, At least she was in makeup for this movie. Whereas <laughs> Apocalypse, it wasn't until the very end of the movie that she looked blue. She's probably blue for the same amount of time. But she, was, she was in this movie way less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least she still she was still in the blue make. Like that was right. the that was the one thing I had. I was like, was it makeup in this? She or looked just CGI. She, no, I think it was just the, the littlest bit of blue power. And it was so obvious because you look at like the makeup job for like Beast and uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. I thought they looked pretty good. Yeah. And Ugh, Quicksilver was wasted. Beast was wasted. And then on top, I was looking. I was like. There are a lot of blue X-Men in this movie. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of blue X-Men. Like, Nightcrawler, Beast, Mystique. Like, do they have no other color? I was like, uh, how many X-Men in the comics are blue? I was like, dang, Angel, when he becomes Archangel, he's blue. I'm like, it's a lot of blue X-Men. <laughs> the blue men. It's the blue man group. But yeah, uh, I thought, I said I was going to go positive. I was about to go negative again. <laughs> I mean, just go I negative, thought, man. I thought, vis- I thought visually, I thought, that v- I thought the VFX looked pretty good. Like the effect of how when they went out to, into space and how the fart cloud of the Phoenix looked. I thought all of that looked good when it went inside of Jean Grey. Like I thought all of that looked, looked great. Uh, the, the little blue, or the, not blue, but the fire veins that Jean Grey had that reminded me of like Dark, Dark Willow when she went to Evil in season six. <laughs> okay. So all of that looked pretty good. So that's really the only good things I can say. <laughs> that's the only good thing I can say about this movie. But like going back to- I'm uh, sorry, looking back on it, I think- the old Jean Grey's make it was better. Like the black eyes was more was way scarier than like the. the it was red scarier, eyes. but I thought 
this looked more Phoenixy. Yeah, I I guess. Than uh the writ like the uh, X Men Last Stand looked more like I don't know like a demon. Yeah, she looked more like a demon than the Phoenix. But I think thematically it worked better. Because like just like by looking at her, I was scared of her, as the X Men were scared of her. And this Adam wasn't really ever scared of Jean. She just seemed but I think angsty. part but I think part of that, and this is going this is going to my negatives. I think part of the problem and the thing that the X Men franchise doesn't understand and that the MCU does understand and, and that I wish they would take cues from Marvel and the MCU. The a, a, a thing like the Dark Phoenix saga is something that you have to build up to. Mm-hmm. Like doing the Dark Phoenix is almost like if after Iron Man one and two or Captain America one, you automatically jump to Infinity War. Yeah, doesn't work. No. Like right, DC. <laughs> like something like the Phoenix. The Phoenix saga came out in the eighties. Yeah. And X-Men came out in the 60s. So that's 20 plus years you had that you got to spend with Jean Grey, Cyclops, yeah. Professor Xavier, and all that other stuff. So when Jean Grey goes dark, like it means something to the audience. Like you got to know these characters. You got to know who they are outside of that. So like when when her she has a moment that she completely changes character, like you feel for that. That's why I say in many aspects from just from a, a filmmaking standpoint, I feel like this is a better movie. But overall... I, f- I like Last Stand more because, granted, Last Stand was trash, but you still had two movies with Jean Grey and Cyclops and all mm-hmm. that. So when she went... You cared about her. Yeah, you cared about her. When she killed Cyclops, you cared about it. When when Did you buy the love story between Scott and Jean in this movie at all? No. At, exactly. Yeah. And then on top of that, like I didn't know who this version of Scott was. So yeah. to have him just basically be a puppy dog against, that's really what his character was. He was just chasing against, chasing Gene Gray the whole time. Gene, Gene, we no, got to save Gene. No, he but it's like, one, who are you? He who? had one great line. Oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> like- that line. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't know who you are. I don't know what this relationship is. So I'm like, why do I, why am I invested? Why do I care? I don't know who this storm Gene, is. You'll never, you'll always come back to me, right? Yeah, Sure. Cut to the first instance of, all right, you said yesterday you come back to me, come back to me. Nah. nah. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you just promised him yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I don't know who any of these characters are to, 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 to be invested. Oh, Jean's going dark. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh my God, she's attacking your friends. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> like the only thing that made, the only thing that kept me it's, inter- it's all one punch man. Okay. <laughs> the only thing that kept me interested is I was more invested in how Jean's darkness affected Xavier. Yeah, the because, dramatic scenes. Because yeah, Magneto because Magneto and her. Because uh, I cared. Xavier because I cared her. about Xavier. I cared yeah. about Beast more than I cared about the than storm and cyclops i cared about how it affected magneto the little bit that magneto was in this movie and then going to magneto he didn't have a like like you mentioned before aside from wolverine and then i will say xavier it feels like they don't know how to write these characters because magneto has the same exact storyline that he had in apocalypse he goes away he finds peace something brings him back that was a storyline in apocalypse Mm mm-hmm this one he goes away same exact he finds peace something brings him back that's also why i feel like Again, one of the only few lines in this movie I liked when, and it's in the trailer, but when Xavier and Magneto confront each other, and he's like, "You're always sorry, Charles." There's always a speech. No one cares anymore. That is a meta line. That is a, that line is so telling for the entire series because, like, bro, every movie would do this exact same pattern. I'm done. 
But I mean, you <laughs> he walks off set right after that. Do the same pattern with Magneto's storyline. It's like it's trash. Yeah. And then on top, the thing, but I will say the thing that I go, I'm like going back and forth between likes and dislikes. The thing mm-hmm. I did like is they did kind of lean into the fact that Xavier is kind of a dick. And he's a dick in the comic. He is a dick in the But he's not comic. a dick in this. No, he's not a dick in this. But they try but- to make him out to be a dick. I'm like, what? And it, <laughs> but it is kind of rare. But it also kind of showed that it, 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 this is the reason I liked it. It does kind of show that like people are flawed. Like yeah. people aren't as altruistic and great as you make them out to be. Like Yes, but I feel like it wasn't handled well. It, it, you no, know, it wasn't handled well, but I didn't have. I'm saving like, all my complaints for Mystique. For spoilers, because I've got a lot of issues with her character in the beginning, and then what the story did to justify the bullshit she was talking about. But I'll save it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and again, going back to the acting, like that scene that Beast and Xavier had, like I thought that was a great scene in the kitchen. Yeah, in the yeah. kitchen, that was one of the few great scenes that they even ha- that they had in this movie. Or even going back to talking about Jennifer Lawrence' performance, the scene that Beast had with um with Raven in the I, I wasn't the danger room, but the hospital wing. Of the X Mansion, where they were talking about certain stuff. You like that? I like that scene. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. <laughs> but yeah, so like the performances, I thought was the only thing that carried this movie. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, what's like, your rating? Give me your rating so we get the spoilers. <laughs> okay, so the reason I said I, I'm of two minds with the movie because. Like, I saw a lot of people saying this is, like, the worst X-Men movie they've ever seen. I'm like, mm, no, I don't think it was the worst. I think Origins Wolverine is still the yeah, worst. Yeah, Wolverine Origins, because, I, yeah, I saw some people say this is worse than Wolverine Origins. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, this is not worse than Wolverine Origins. No. And, and if I, we had a, a line where you talk about a Wolverine howling at the moon, Wolverines aren't wolves. <laughs> so, no. I don't even remember that line. It's terrible. <laughs> she gives a, it's a plot point. She His, his not-wife gives a whole story about how, like, you know, a Wolverine, I guess, she has a whole story about the Wolver- like a folklore about Wolverine howling at the moon. So I'm like, that's a made up folklore because that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. Good. <laughs> and then also, I like this movie more than I liked Apocalypse. I hated Apocalypse, so I feel like this is not as bad as Apocalypse. Uh, I feel like it's comparable. And I feel like in terms of a filmmaking standpoint, like I mentioned before, this is better than The Last Stand, but in terms of how it connected to me emotionally, it's not as good as Last Stand. So I don't consider it the pure dumpster fire that most people will give it. I would say for how I, because I enjoy some, like very a very minuscule amount of it. I would give it a very, <laughs> very, 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 very yeah, low. How many varies? <laughs> very low, less than, pa- I mean, not less than passable, very low passable. Okay. But in terms of like the X Men, and 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 let me give a caveat to that: a okay. low passable for the X Men franchise overall, because like I said, it's had way more, it's had an equal amount of hits and misses. At, so just for the X Men universe, I would give it a low passable. Okay. But for a movie and what it represents for this to be the final movie of the X Men universe, last impression, poor vision. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so we're on the same page there. Yeah, well, kinda. You gave it a less than passable. Well, I said less than passable, low passable, and there somewhere. For me, my in my in my feelings, my feelings are the the poor vision. There's no excuse. Like you had tw- you had two chances at this. You had momentum after the first two new X Men movies. Yeah, and you still fucked it up. But I, that's the thing I've, I'm saying. Like you before. had you, and now you had fucking. 
the MCU to to base your shit on, and, and you that, still didn't. And that's what I was saying before. It's like you, they shouldn't. Have, they make it seem like the X Men only have like two storylines, two major storylines, in in the freaking pantheon of, of of comic history: Age of Age of Apocalypse or the Dark Phoenix Saga. It's like the big shit, yeah, yeah. But they, but it's like, what about all the other story? Like, like I said before, Dark Phoenix is something you have to build up to. Dark Phoenix is the X Men's Infinity War. Yeah. And, but, and how and you have to do like the Phoenix like in the Dark Phoenix saga means nothing without the Phoenix saga. Do you know what have made more sense after X Men Days of Future Past, going by the themes they set up in First Class and then kind of kind of carried over in Days of Future Past? Why didn't they ever do the uh, oh, fuck, Man Love God God Loves Man Kills? God Loves Man Kills. Yeah, you know that storyline, right? Mm. I well, I, I I heard it. I don't know what the actual storyline is. It's it's partially the X two storyline with like uh, it's human zealots going out like human religious zealots deeming mutants like a sin against God and them going into the X mansion and destroying it and a bunch of shit like that. But make that shit personal. Make it like if you want to the the whole theme of the X Men is you know it's a social message. So if you want to make that shit personal, make you feel for these characters, especially after the first class. Drill down on it. Make it a small personal story about humans hating mutants. And in fact, I think some of the best parts of Dark Phoenix are in the beginning where they make it seem like the X-Men, by just doing good deeds over the last couple of decades that we haven't seen, have swayed human opinion to actually like the mutants. But it's like, I feel like they they jumped to an end point without really establishing all the stuff in the middle. Because the last thing we saw was X-Men Apocalypse, where mutants basically created the apocalypse. Magneto was responsible for committing genocide. Mm-hmm. And yet, in the span of like 10 years, it's like, ah, we love mutants. <laughs> it's like you skipped over all that character development. And I feel like something like God Loves Man Kills would have been perfect to show like, no, especially, we hate you. Especially now. considering what's going on today where like hate crimes are going up yeah. and all kinds of stuff. This would be a perfect time to go back to the core Topical. of what X-Men represented when they were first created of focusing on an oppressed people yes wanting equality i'm sure the mcu because they're smart will do that <laughs> but fox is like hopes we'll hope so well i gotta assume they gotta do something different and i feel like going small like that and personal is more impactful like kind of like they did with spider-man homecoming they're going big and flashy in the first movie so i'm hoping they do the same kind of thing because to go from apocalypse to fucking dark phoenix is too big. Like you Cause keep yeah, going bigger. Because yeah, a lot of the X Men big storylines are iconic, but what sustained X Men throughout the years were the smaller stories, mm-hmm. and it's like the movies ignore that. So let's just run through these spoilers because I just want to talk about real fast the the fact that they go into space with no preparation. They're just like, by the way, yeah, we do space missions now. We, we fast forward it so far beyond uh, the uh, like knowing like the the, the continuity of this world. That now the president has an X phone, like a bat phone. Yeah. I'm like, what? Wow, you guys really advanced your relationship with humanity off screen. <laughs> but it's like, all right, cool. So they have a relationship with humans now. They go into space, no prep, no fucking spacesuits. The point, there's a, a part where Quicksilver no, puts- No, they are wearing spacesuits, the X suits. There's no spacesuits. <laughs> They're not even sure if this, the, the jet can go that high in the space. They're just like, let's just do it. Whatever, it's cool. There's a moment where Nightcrawler- Quicksilver puts uh, like a like a fishbowl in his head and duct tapes it together. Yeah, makeshift. And, and throws him into space. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how space works. <laughs> no, it's not. So I have all these, all these like, what the but they're, fuck? But they're mutants, so it doesn't matter. Sure, I guess. <laughs> how is he even running around in zero G? Is that, how does he do that? No, you can't. I, 
There's, if, if there's no gravity, there's no way you can move that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, these are the science. first. You can't just sign. You can't explain science in a, a movie with But magic. this is the first 10 minutes of the movie. So already I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> We're just going balls to the wall nonsense. But okay. But then Jean's possessed by the phoenix. And then, we, you know, we get the, the, what you assume would happen, which is like her slow, like, oh, what are these powers? Oh, I can't control them. Those moments. But my issue is, while you're getting those, like, setup scenes, you're also getting Mystique biting off Xavier's head about, like, oh, you shouldn't have pressured those kids to go out there, Charles. First of all, this is in the 90s. These kids are, like, 40 now, right? Like, in, in continuity, aren't they, like, in their 30s? No, they're kids. <laughs> <laughs> Mystique's talking about them being kids. I'm like, oh, the continu- continuity doesn't matter, Jordan. <laughs> they're still kids. But that was the whole I basis. mean, look at the actors. Like, they're in there, like... 20 like the early 20s yeah but they're supposed to be like in their 30s now well xavier's supposed to be in his 60s but But the whole but i wouldn't have an issue if that wasn't the 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 hat mystique's logic that even like mystique she's supposed to be a grown-ass woman if that wasn't the 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 hook that mystique hung her hat's logic on i wouldn't have an issue but that's literally her sticking point is like no you you're selfish you push this team too far you don't take any risks anymore instead you have these kids do it for you and you know as where she drops the fucking stupid ass line in the trailer of and you know what men's uh, women save men all the time on this team maybe we should call it the ex-women where the fuck did that come from there was nothing even in that previous scene that was like oh yeah women saved everybody because because gene because gene saved the 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 astronauts and got hit by the radiation because of it but like what about Nightcrawler and Quicksilver, who actually were the ones responsible for saving those astronauts? No one gives a fuck about them. That was very random. And then it's not like that comes back. Because like you said, it would have been one thing if there was a scene that established that the X-Women, the, the X-Men women, X-Men women, X-Men the, women. X, the X-Women did most of the work, but it was like, no, none of that it was, was established. Yeah. And that's what the, the, the X-Men are. They're a team. And it's not like that, that, that line ever came back. I was expecting maybe as the movie went on, there'd be more things to justify that line, but there weren't. And there were no even... Her entire uh, argument of like, oh, Xavier, you're an asshole. In fact, I think the only reason you're doing any of this is because you like the attention from the humans. I'm like, what? What? No. He And we explains like, no, I'm doing this so people will actually like mutants. Remember how we committed all those atrocities and we're always one fucking event away from humans like actually hating us again we gotta have some pr that's why i'm doing all this which makes yeah, sense yeah but she's and like no i screwed you an asshole and he's like you should you more than anybody should know because yeah. the whole days of future past was about your powers yeah fucking Be- up the fucking timeline yeah. <laughs> you killing the president yeah but now she's on her high horse like mm, no you're just a fucking asshole charles and then what makes it worse is but at the same time you could see him like loving he was he was loving it I guess, but it felt very much like the Mad Queen stuff with Daenerys, where it's like, you're telling me, and you're giving me slight things that would make that logic make sense, but in the grand scheme of things, no, that doesn't even really come back up. Like, it's not like he's like, oh, I'm just doing this because I like the attention. No, everything he said to justify it makes perfect sense. You have to have somebody be the figurehead to make, you know, humans trust mutants. I get that. But then when she, spoilers, she dies... Every, all the bullshit she was talking becomes like martyred. Like she, it's like martyrdom. Where now everything she said before it didn't really make any sense is now justified. At least in Beast's mind. And it creates like this civil war between some of the good mutants and Xavier. And going back to uh, which, uh, one of the things I put a pin in because I was like, I don't want to talk about that because 
It's going to be spoilers now that you said it. I was like, I wonder if the reason they included that line is because of the behind the scenes thing. Like one of uh, one of the Marvel uh, executives, uh, Axel Alonso, he basically came out and said the whole X-Men title is outdated. And more than likely going forward, when now that Marvel owns X-Men, they're probably not going to call the movies X-Men. Probably going to call it something else. So this is what he says. He's like, this is why I was like, I'll save it to news, but no, it makes sense for this part of the conversation. But he was like, I don't know where the future is going. It's funny that people call it X-Men. There's a lot of female superheroes in the X-Men group. I think it's outdated. Fuck this PC bullshit. I am tired. I am... Look, look at me as a case so, study so more than for somebody who's super liberal so, who is slowly being turned into an angry like internet troll. So I'm like, more than likely <laughs> they might they may or may call they might they might call the movies X Factor or Generation X or whatever. It's probably not might not be called X Men. If you make it make sense, maybe I don't have a problem with like X Factor stuff's kinda of cool. But like but at the same time, it's like but the X Men like I don't like that. That's the a X, franchise. X Men name has like branding. Like you people know what X Men are, and for a weak they ass know, reason, they don't know X Factor. Yeah, like that's, that's not as big or of X-Force. it's not as big of a big of a name. Or yeah, even X Force. And it's just for a stupid bullshit PC reason. You know, it's called Mankind, right? Should no call it Womankind now? Like we should have like no people. That's what kind. I was gonna say like X Men, like Mankind. Like come the fuck on, man. I'm tired of this fuck. And you know what? And this is exactly why they do this shit. Because in my theater, like even like even there, there was a comic book series with nothing but the the, the female X Men of the team called X Men, and it was, the book was still called X Men. I think it's more progressive that it's still called the X Men, just like with Iron Iron uh, with Riri with Riri Williams when they call her book Iron Man. And people were like, "No, call it Iron Woman." I was like, "No, I think you should leave it as Iron Man." Like, I think that's more progressive than making it like, "No, no she's a woman, so call it Iron Woman." Right? Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah. But it, this is why they do this shit. I swear to God, in my theater, when she said that, oh, we should call it the ex-women or whatever, there was one woman in the back of my theater, a black woman, who literally went, mm, you tell him, girl. <laughs> That's why. For that fucking woman in the back. That is why they say bullshit like that. To get that fucking yes, queen bullshit on Twitter. Because that is a fucking Twitter response in real life. And I'm fucking sick of it. Because all of this is pandering. Fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's more to the quote. No, that's, that's it. Oh, I'm so, I'm so angry. So because this of is, that. This is my I'm Dark like, Phoenix so arc. Because, so because, <laughs> yeah. So because of that, I'm like, maybe, maybe that's why they included that line just out the blue. But if you're going to include the line, have a scene. like Make it thematically make it, resonant. Yeah, make it make sense. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So then Mystique dies. And it's the exact scene that happens in the fucking trailer where she's like, I can't control it. Stop it. And she like screams and does like a shockwave fart and <laughs> blows Mystique into like a fucking like uh, giant spike or whatever that impales her. I'm like, doesn't Mystique have a healing factor? He- yeah. I said the same thing. I was like, remember when she got stabbed by Wolverine with his claws in the first movie and then it healed? No. No. <laughs> Though, I-, I will say this. I think when she died, that was the best acting I've heard in the whole movie. Like her, the line where she's like, I just need to catch my breath. Like that, I was like, oh, that's fucked up a little bit. But did I feel anything? No. And then I at least thought that if they showed that in the trailer, that that's, that was to establish the high stakes of this movie. Because in The Last Stand, they killed off a bunch of characters. They, they killed Xavier. Like not just Gene. Or did they? <laughs> well, they killed Xavier. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but at least they did kill off a few major characters. Gene, Xavier. Cyclops. Cyclops. 
There were stakes. Like it felt like, oh, it's the end. But in this movie, that was the only person that died. And I guess Jean technically, but not really. No, she didn't die. You she, saw, you saw her flapping her yeah, phoenix, you saw wings, the phoenix at wings at the end. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but so like, why do it? Like it doesn't make sense. And then why spoil it if you didn't have anything else in the fucking the, the your pocket? Because that was that way of selling the movie. But it's like garbage. Does that sell the movie though? <sighs> not to me. <laughs> I mean, even the stuff with like with beasts. I mean, I do agree that the scene with him and Xavier in the kitchen was pretty powerful. Just like in terms of acting. But again, I just didn't feel like that turn was earned. Like for Beast to blame Xavier because of Mystique dying and like the her being like a martyr for her own fucking logic. She wanted to get out, Charles. She she had one more day until retirement, Charles. This is your fault. And I'm like, because he wanted to protect Jean's mind. And then ultimately, the whole reason Jean's mad at everybody is Well, it makes sense then. That's why I was going back to Xavier being a dick, because his reasoning for doing what he did to Gene was way less logical than what he did in in, in the last stand. Because in last stand, it was like literally she has two personalities. One is dark, one's evil, and then one's light, one's good. But in this one, it's just, oh, your mother died and your your parents, you accidentally caused. It's like way less. But she didn't know that. Like, it, it's the the yeah, trauma. but it's like, but you're supposed to be a doc, like just to help that, help yeah, her. Yeah, help help her get through that as opposed to I can help you, as opposed to just making her just automatically forget. So it's like humans go through trauma. We have to do like every single trauma that we go through, you're just gonna erase it because she can't deal with but it. They also, or like how about fast forward? How about through, through it? Like on, you don't you don't know if you try to help her, maybe it wasn't working, maybe she was getting but, more. But we didn't but I can only go with what I know. Like you didn't show me show him help her work through it and she couldn't get through it for whatever reason all you showed was she had a trauma in her childhood and you just erased it i mean but you say that but at the same time how often do you wish you could take away bad memories how often have you wished like i wish if i didn't know this it wouldn't affect my personality in this way like i feel like if we had yeah but that's true but but at the same like yeah take take this memory away take this memory away please yeah (laughs) but at the same time does that make it better because i would i would say the bad memories help shape who I am. And then on top of that, the bad memories prevent me from making the same, any type of mistakes that I did. I understand what you're saying, but I also think it's not unreasonable to think that what he did was well-intentioned and he did it in a place of like, he's trying to help her. And also his fa- the father completely didn't want anything to do with her. So to keep that memory of him being alive and then to also struggle with the fact like, yeah, your father just doesn't want you. Like I, I understand why he. Yeah, it was well intentioned, but at the same time, it's like the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> I get that, but if you're a beast and and you know why he did what he did, would you still blame him for mis- for Gene killing Mystique? Because oh, but you should know that all that rage has to go somewhere, and it's your fault for blocking your memories. It's like at the end of the day, Gene made her choice because it wasn't even like she was possessed. Like it's not like she's just taken over by another entity at that point. She just did it because she was just like, I just, she basically had a tantrum. So I'm like, I, don't blame Xavier for what Jean did. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? I mean, but sometimes when people grieve, they lash out. I get that. But I'm, I'm just, I just think that you could make that scene make more sense and not make it, to me, Beast came off as whiny. And for him to go zero to hundred of, now let's kill Gene. I'm I mean, like, they all what? they all came off as whiny. Cyclops, beasts, yeah. Mystique, Gene. Cyclops had that awesome line of, "Don't you fucking touch her! Or you, you fucking if you touch, I'll fucking kill you." It was stupid. Something like that. It was stupid. I liked it. It was stupid. 
<laughs> but the scene where I just can't get over the fact that they literally had a scene before she goes crazy where he's like, promise me, you'll always come back to me. I promise. The very next scene, Sheen, you promised. Now's the time to prove it. Come back to me. Nah, bitch. Nah, bitch. <laughs> Dick, <laughs> I don't buy this relationship at all. No, and that's why I was like, I don't, I don't care because you they literally just established those characters in X Men Apocalypse, and on top of that, X Men Apocalypse wasn't that good of a movie. So you establish <laughs> these new characters in a terrible movie, and now we're fo- supposedly following these new characters, but you still don't really have any character motivations or anything like that. Like I mentioned, like I don't know who Cyclops is, I don't no. know who Storm is, I don't know who Nightcrawler is. So why do I care? <laughs> Speaking of, it's not like they did that much in this movie. Nightcrawler spent half the time not being able to teleport in the middle point where they're having that big battle before they get to Gene and that alien chick. Remember although I will say that, frozen? although I will say that that scene where he finally cut loose, that was cool. Yes, or Quicksilver being completely wasted. And I know it's because his powers are so OP that he like they can't keep him in the movie, or he'll be able to solve too many things. But to have him be taken out without a single dope moment. He just starts running toward Jean while she's destroying everything in the trailer, and she just flicks him away, and then it cuts back to him, and he's like in a wheelchair or whatever, like, oh, I can't run, I'm, I'm hurt too bad. I'm like, what? But I'm like, doesn't he also have a healing factor? No, nope. <laughs> and he's out the movie, he's out of the rest of the movie. To the whole, yeah, the whole movie, to yeah, the very end. To the very end. And it's just convenient, because then you don't get to have any scenes with him and Magneto, so you never get that, like, I remember how you're my dad, never comes back up. No. Uh, and speaking of Magneto... Why is it that in a lot of these movies, even though they can use any mainstream mutant they want to, they keep bringing in these these like generic bad mutants that have like tattoos and some stupid ass powers that are just like throwaway powers? Callisto and uh, Last Stand. Yeah, but they're always just kind of the same. Like they have tattoos and they look kind of grungy. That makes you a, like a brotherhood mutant in this in the X Men franchise. Yeah, but in this movie, you could bring anybody. And he brings dreadlock mutant who's dreadlocks yeah, with like tentacles. Know. Yeah, I'm like I don't even know who this person is. Not at all. <laughs> I don't even know who the girl the girl he brings. Yeah, I don't know who the girl is either. What's her power? Psychic powers, kind of. She she's also a psych. Yeah, she's a telepath. Kinda. She's not as powerful as Xavier. So she's worthless. <laughs> Why even have her? But I mean, no. Aside from like Jean Grey and Emma Frost, no telepath is as powerful. Why exists. not bring Emma Frost in the movie? Because they did. She was. She was in uh first class she died remember she died yeah remember that we're the last of the first class that's stupid (laughs) just bring in anybody else omega red he hasn't been in these movies have him be like that you want tentacles he's got tentacles use him (laughs) yeah but then the biggest the worst part of that character is when they get into the big fight scene the civil war x-men moment and it becomes storm versus him what is the deal with pairing storm up with people with tentacles just like with the fucking with Toad and like the tentacle tongue thing he does. Uh-huh. And then she, instead of using her powers against him, she decides to fist fight him? What? I mean, she threw lightning at him a couple times. But there were a lot of times where she just they come back to them and just fight with her fist. I'm like, bitch, fly in the air and use any power, any yeah, amount like, of things. Storm, instead of one lightning bolt, Storm, a rain of lightning. Storm is an Omega level mutant. Yes. Like, <laughs> but where is where is any of that in, in any of these movies? Her big moment in this, in this movie was when they're on the train. Magneto's fighting the alien chick. And she blows some she cold blow, air. Yeah, she blows. <laughs> yeah, she opened up the refrigerator door. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the ice cube thing was the foreshadowed. Ice, yeah, the ice cube, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, did you like that the the train sequence at least? I did like the train sequence, but that was like until the end of it, when it becomes the battle between Phoenix Jean and Phoenix Alien Chick. Yeah, that was stupid. And let's talk about that alien chick. Oh yeah, Jessica Chastain was very inconsequential. She was inconsequential to this movie. She wasn't Alaria. What's her name? Alania. What's what's the, what's that alien's name? Uh, Lalandra. From the Shi'ar Empire. There was no Shi'ar in this movie. They were like knockoff scrolls. Yeah, how are you gonna do the Phoenix and not have the Shi'ar Empire? Like, why why knockoff scrolls? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that they changed the final like that entire train sequence was changed. Yeah, supposedly it's supposed to happen in space or something like that. Which would be like I understand now because it's like, but because of Captain Marvel or whatever, they had to change it. But I'm like, but why? Because there's too many elements that are the same. It ends in a giant space battle with a chick with red aura and be able to fly and shoot beams. But plus two all, different movies. But plus your main villain are Scroll. Like it's the same movie almost. They're still two different movies. <laughs> I actually probably would have rather the space I'm, battle. You had you had Dante's Peak and uh and uh what's what's Armageddon. Oh yeah. Not Dante's no, Peak. Uh, Dante's uh, Peak is the volcano. Armageddon and uh, what, what, whatever the the other comet movie. Deep they Impact. Both, yeah, they both came out in the same year. So like, so who cares? I mean, yeah, but I just think if you, there would have been too many comparisons. But I don't like what they did with the final battle. Battle in quotes. I don't like the fact that, like, like I said, they didn't focus enough on the Dark Phoenix stuff in this. They should all that shit with her and that is like cut out completely. yeah that is like there was no point to it jessica chastain kind of has the phoenix but then gene i guess still has more phoenix so i'm like she took gene i mean gene took her out easily but that i'm whole like thing but don't you have sense. the phoenix power too but that that entire thing didn't make sense because the whole thing was oh this a power is so de- it, it destroyed our world and we've been following it ever since and everything it touches it destroys except, except for you. you but then but it's now, like except for me too yeah. <laughs> What? And then even establish that she was different. Like, yeah, she like Gene, kinda... Gene is the true avatar of the Phoenix Force. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But then you get to the end, it's like we gotta have a final climactic battle. But it was like a cop out. To me, that was like the doomsday of this BVS thing you set up. Because it's like throwing her in the mix just gives you the 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 out of okay, but now what was the the whole theme of this was our friend has become our enemy. You throw all that out the window. When you establish that there's another villain in the movie, so it's like no, no, no. I know Dark Phoenix was the whole the whole plot of this, and we wanted to make it seem like Jean was the villain, the the, the hero turned villain. But no, now we have a bigger bad to deal with. So now she can be a hero, and yay, she sacrificed herself because she's a good guy. That's the easy out. Make it fucking complex. Make it an like Last Stand again. Did it better because you feel it when it's like shit. She's the end boss. Like what what do we do to stop her? And Wolverine makes the ultimate sacrifice of killing his love. And mm-hmm. you felt that shit because you legitimately felt like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine cared about this chick over the course of those three movies. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, man. You couldn't even do that right. He's <laughs> flying into the air and he's just, oh, you want my power? Then take all of it, which is like a, a Hulk move. That's Hulk the first movie, the Ang Lee Hulk. I didn't see that one. You didn't see the first Ang, Ang Lee Hulk? No. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> but that's how I saw, I saw glimpses of it, but I didn't, that's how like, Hulk beats, I didn't see the whole movie. Okay, well, that's, that's how Hulk beats the absorbing man. He just lets him absorb too much and he just explodes. Same thing. Jean let her absorb more of her power and she it's can't take it. how fucking Goku defeated Yarkon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a disappointing finale. I'm like, really? This is how you're ending it? And then she just flies away. And then, it, and then it ends on like, oh, she's still out there somewhere. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, and it ends on Xavier and Magneto playing chess. 
Oh, we're friends again. Ah, uh, old friend. Let's they play even, chess. They didn't even kiss. Come on. Wow. <laughs> That'd have been a better ending. Like Xavier retiring. I'm just like. At first, I was like. And then so, they show these kids. They're now teachers, but it's like. Okay. Yeah, because they're not kids. They're fucking in their thirties. No, Mystique, <laughs> you dumb bitch. And again, you see another scene. Storm, all she can do is shoot lightning. Oh yeah, she's like, oh look what I can do. Like Shazam, lightning in my hands. Yeah, <laughs> lightning, lightning in my hands. That's all she does. Oh man, when, when that last scene started with uh, Xavier, like at the cafe or whatever in Europe or something, I was like, is is Alfred gonna meet him there? <laughs> I was legit. Th- I was thinking that too. It's fucking bullshit. I was like, what is this? Whole ending was trash. I can't even. So, I mean, anything else you want to talk about in this? I'm trying to think of anything else we missed. Justice for Storm. <laughs> Hashtag Justice for Storm. At least I had an accent. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, but um, granted, I don't think some people. I don't Did you think get it the was, impression that she had a thing for Scott in this? I don't think it was as terrible as some people make it out to be, but that accent was terrible. Yeah, it was all right. But did you get a feeling that she had a thing for Scott at points? I did. Like, just in the way they, they, they lingered on some of the shots she, she had when she was talking to Scott about Gene. Like, sometimes the person that you think you know isn't the person that they actually are until it's too late. I didn't really get that. No? But I guess it could make sense mm. when you say it. I don't know. She didn't really... What was her character? <laughs> she didn't really have any. She was kind of just there like... There was the, one moment where she could, like, talk back to Xavier. It was like, I said I'm going to go or whatever. Yeah. It's like, but, oh, I'm punked. Okay, I can't say anything else. <laughs> other than that, but it was like, oh, I did like the line that Manito gives to Charles before the Civil War. He's <laughs> like, "Hello, old friend. Call that old friend shit out, Charles." <laughs> I just like how done Magneto was with Xavier's bullshit in this. Yeah, that was the best part. That's really it. Right. <laughs> and it's like even oh, the, even oh. the thing that they even the thing that like drove this new incarnation of this this universe they didn't really lean into that much which is which is the relationship between Xavier and Charles no. like that's the thing that made this new incarnation of the X Men they did have a few callbacks to first class though at least but even then it's like but they don't lean into your strengths yeah they didn't basically. do enough with it no. Because this wasn't their movie, man. This was Jean's movie. But was it? No. She wasn't even in the movie that much. <laughs> no. Like kinda like, kinda like Batman v Superman was like, Superman's not that in the movie that much. So stupid. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, oh. The last, this was a dumb moment I had in the last battle with Manito, though. When he's fighting all the aliens or whatever that are also bulletproof until they're not. Did you yeah, notice that? I'm yeah. like, so you shoot with more bullets and it works? Like, it just takes a certain amount of bullets Yeah, to when you him? use a regular gun or even a machine gun, it doesn't work. But then you use a bigger gun. It, I, or like, more guns. Yeah. Or you aim for the head more, then they die. Except for the main chick. She's, like, bulletproof completely. But everyone else, like, you just shoot them a little bit more and they die. But when he's fighting them, I'm like, you're in a giant metal train. So, thank God there's a moment where he does, like, crush them with the entire train. Yeah. But, I'm like, before that, he's fighting them off. I'm like, just anything. I mean, that I kind of get, because you're not going to want to use, because you're, you're not going to want to use the part of the train that you're on. But can he fly and shit? Couldn't he fly out of the train that he's in and crush them, like, while they're in yeah, it? Yeah, what about the rest of the X-Men? Push them out. I don't, <laughs> I'm just like, bro, you're Magneto. Like, I don't, <laughs> you're in a big metal box. It should be super easy for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Whatever, fuck this movie. I'm, I'm asking for logic in Dark Phoenix. But no, the, but that moment where he did crush that, 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 that was, was badass, cool. Yeah. yeah. There were moments. There were moments in that fight I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Even this, the, and this is the trailer too, but when he has all the guns 
like pointing at the the alien chick. Uh huh. That was cool too. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but it didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I also didn't understand. The powers are just weird sometimes. Like in the fight with the Civil War, where Xavier, even though his powers is, is telepathy, he has to see you in his line of sight to make his telepathy work. So he's like wheeling backwards down the street just to help Nightcrawler or Night uh, Storm, Storm fight the tentacle guy. So he sees him like, oh, head against Tipple <laughs> or Tipple or fingers against Tipple. Oh, I got her. Don't worry. <laughs> don't yeah, worry. So I got you. That was weird. Also, the thing I never understand, they do this with all the X-Men movies. I don't know how Cerebro works. No. Because when he puts Cerebro on, it's like everybody else can see everything that he sees. And I'm like, how does, no. That doesn't make sense. He made like a big like PowerPoint projector. Yeah, it's like a, it comes a PowerPoint projector, but I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I seems kind of useless for like really, but you know, <laughs> whatever. And then even the same thing where it's like where like he hears somebody he hears something in their head, and then Mystique was like, "What was that?" And I'm like, "How are you able to hear this? You're not in Cerebro. This doesn't make any sense." But yeah, whatever. Let's talk about things that don't make sense <laughs> let's talk about black mirror the app says that we need to do it within an hour it's peak fertility this ate so much i don't know if i can i'll only love want to know where i'm going after i leave here mariela as the sea you know the thing about you sometimes you just sort of go away There's something going on. Something going on. That's what I said. Not one minute more. Nothing is going on. Surprise. Oh, it makes plenty of sense. I was talking to you about this before in the podcast, but like I've got a story with this with this uh, experience. Because not only did I watch this with my girlfriend. And if you watch something like this episode of Black Mirror, the first episode with Anthony Mackie and the guy that played Black Manta and Aquaman. What was it called? Uh, oh, fuck. Something I X? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. But the premise of... And that's also why I liked it because my girlfriend doesn't watch Black Mirror. So it was like a thing where we we're watching it. She's like... What's Striking this? Vipers. Striking Vipers. Uh, we're sitting there, we're watching it. And she's like, what's this about? I'm like, that's the beauty of Black Mirror. You don't know until it happens. Because at the first, you know, it's just a story about, you know, uh, two friends that grew up together. They're in college together. They're party friends. Uh, they go to, like, they go clubbing. Merging up DC and, Mar- DC and Marvel. Yeah, yeah actually. Falcon and uh, Black Manta. And Power Rangers, because Louis Lynn's yeah, in this. Yeah, and, uh, wow, technically still merging between DC, because remember, he was in Aquaman. Oh, that's right. He was in Aquaman. And she, kinda. and that's uh, Mantis. That was Mantis? That's Mantis. Oh man, this changes everything. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Is I couldn't put my finger on like who that was. I'm like, "She looks so familiar." I thought she was somebody from Love, Death, and Robots. So yeah, full merging of Marvel and DC, and then uh, the, there was a lot of merging going on in this yeah. episode. And then the, uh, the girlfriend, his wife, was uh, Nicole Bahari from uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so they established that these are two friends and, you know, they play video games together back in the day, which is basically just Street Fighter. And then 10 years pass and they go from being like club buddies and be, living that wild 20s life to being in their late 30s. And now they're living like the mundane grown up life. They're, they're doing bar- like family barbecues and celebrating weddings and taking care of their kids and like, you know, 
just all the mundane shit, yeah. aches and pains. And also and sometimes, hurt. you know, with life and all that, sometimes you aren't able to keep in touch with the friends and yeah. stuff like that. So, so maybe like holidays or birthdays. Yeah, so his buddy finally comes over for his birthday and he gives him a, a gift, which is a, the newest version of the Street Fighter game they used to play. And now, but now it's like VR. Yeah, so but the thing with Black Mirror, it's always a thing, uh, technology and how it affects us. Mm-hmm. So then when they take out the game, I'm like, ah, this is what it's about. They're going to play the video game together. And I'm, I'm sitting there going like, what, what's going to happen? Like, what's going to make, maybe, maybe they get stuck in the game. Oh, or maybe it's a commentary on they play the game too much. And it affects the relationship with their wives and the significant others. And that's, that's kind of what yeah, happens. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. But no one thought. Because then they, they, one night, you know, they, they end up playing the game. I think it's the same night, actually. They put on the VR headsets, and Anthony Mackie's never played new games before, so it was the first time he's experienced VR. And when they go into the game, the characters they used to play all the time, they play those same characters, but now it's in VR. So his buddy plays the female character, who's the Mantis, and Anthony Mackie, who's... And the whole movie I'm going... I mean, the whole show I'm going, you're Captain America, man! <laughs> <laughs> the timing of this! Captain America chooses Ludi Lin as his character, who's basically a Ryu knockoff. Yeah, Ryu knockoff. And they start and fighting. She, she's a Chun Li knockoff. And she's a Chun Li knockoff. And they start fighting, and you get some pretty cool. Like it's a pretty cool. Like it, it reminded me of like a like a Kung Fury or like a really awesome fan film interpretation and, of, and, a, of well, fighting. Before you get thing. that, but not only that, because it's a VR world, not only are you actually you are you are the characters that you pick. So with that, you get to experience every single sensation. Yeah. That happens. So Pain. If you, if you get punched or kicked or anything like that, you feel that. Which is not fun. I'm like, wow, well, I would never play this game. <laughs> like, but it doesn't hurt as much because what do you say? You heal or something like that. Yeah. You heal in the game, but you still get like a, a, a feeling. A, a, what's it called? Not a feeling. A feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, And it's so funny. I'm like, so in this world, reaction videos are done. Because when they put on the, the VR thing, their eyes go white and they basically just like fall asleep in their chair. Yeah. They basically become brand. Yeah, they go, they go full brand. They, they work into the game. So that's that's what that's where he went when Game of Thrones. Ah! He went to, well, he was like, I'll be back. He went to go play Striking Vipers. Oh, I love Striking Vipers. Piaz <laughs> dying. Please, Brand. <laughs> ah, I love this game. Um, so I'm like, yeah, so reaction videos are over. <laughs> There's no reaction. Well, yeah. Watch me play Striking Vipers. <laughs> but so they start fighting. And you get this really cool action sequence between Ludi Lin and the, and the girl that plays Mantis. Uh, yeah, and uh, what's to say Mantis is kicking his ass because he's more of an expert. Yeah, he's playing, played before. Yeah, he's played the game before, so he knows how everything works. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie's character's never played it before, so he doesn't know how to... Be- yeah. And plus, it's been a while, so he's getting his ass beat Yeah, until he learns the mechanics. Exactly. Until he learns until his he friend's learns, mechanics. Yeah, until he learns the mechanics. <laughs> so... And this is where this shit, and if you don't want spoilers, just skip ahead to the next time stamp in the, on the podcast, iTunes description. Um, this is where the show takes a turn, and this is where it becomes Black Mirror. And again, bear in mind, I'm watching this with my girlfriend. <laughs> so, they're fighting, and there's a moment where uh, his, Anthony Mackie's friend gets the upper hand, and they start rolling on the ground. And it's like a it's like a Simba and Nala moment where Nala pins Simba and he's like I gotcha gotcha again and he pins Louie Lin or she pins Louie Lin and they look at each other for a second and they kiss and then it's like they're in the moment because she's like she's straddling him on top of him and shit like that so it's in the moment and it happens really fast and they break away and they're like what the fuck and they both look freaked out and then and then his friend goes like lock off the game lock off the game and he disappears and, and Anthony Mackie's like 
what the fuck? And then he logs off too. <laughs> there is so much meme potential in the in the the scenes that take place right after that. Where it's like Anthony Mackie just has this long, confusing montage of him just looking off into the distance like, what the fuck just happened? Like he's like in the window watching his kid play with his wife and he's just yeah. staring out the window like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so then that's the premise of this, this whole fucking episode. Yeah, basically two best friends share a moment fucking in the game. Because then it's not like it stops there. Because then they, the next thing that happens is you know, he logs into the game and he's playing this boring Tetris game that he was always playing and his friend logs in and then he with he just right away invites him to the game. And I'm like, nah, nigga, you need to fucking say something first. <laughs> you need to send me a message. That's, their, talk way, about that's it. their way of talking. They talk in the game. Yeah, so they get in the game he's like, yeah, that, you know, that, I was drunk last night, bro. I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, I'm well, Actually, too. no, no, no. They talk before. They they talk before that. So he send, he sends the invite, but then they talk. And as they're like, what happened last? I was drunk. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah. let's play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that for me, you need to send that message before the invite. Because I ain't accepting that shit <laughs> until we talk about it first. But they both like give the excuse of like, oh, we're both drunk last night. Yeah, that's whatever. And then, they, and this is the most mind-blowing part. I was dying. My girlfriend was not. She was like, nah, this, is, this shit is real. <laughs> this shit happens to women all the time. <laughs> right before they, 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 they start gearing up the fight, and they don't even get a single move off. They no. immediately start fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And it's visceral. They're going at it. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep they keep cutting back to the two friends in their chairs, just like with the blank eyes. Yeah. Kind of like, like slightly yeah, reacting. Jer- jerking. Like, yeah, slightly reacting to the movements their characters are doing. But part of me was like, I wonder if they're gonna show them get hard. <laughs> but they like, did. Huh? Oh, that was that's actually what happened before. The first time they kiss. And this is like, oh, it's a done deal. When they kiss the first time, and then Anthony Mackie goes back to his wife. Well, no, yeah, I got that part, but I was like, actually, sh- them sh- like show it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he goes back to his wife, and like he didn't want to have sex before that. He didn't want to have sex before. Yeah, that. yeah she kind of like he was like, I ate or whatever. I'm yeah, tired. I'm, like, I'm tired. And she's like, all right, go play your game with your friend. And, and this then is the be- kiss this happens. Is before this is before all of that. Like yeah. it wasn't like he was thinking about. No, no, it was just he didn't feel yeah. like having yeah, sex. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes he's like, hey, I'm tired. Whatever. You're yeah. old. You're 39 or whatever. Whatever. And then. They kiss, and he goes back to bed, and then she rolls over and touches him, and she's like, oh, oh, hello, who's this? And yeah, clearly where, she's touching where, his dick. Yeah, where'd this come from? She's touching his dick, which must be hard. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's for his friend. <laughs> and you see his face like, oh, God. So, yeah, so they, they, they just, what starts off as like this, this random moment of passion becomes this, this thing where they keep meeting in the game world. Just and having sex. Yeah. It's not even to play the yeah, game. Yeah, they're not anymore. even playing a game anymore. And here's the thing: if games get to this point where they, they are, if games get to get to that point, they are. Look at VR. Yeah, but probably not it, in our lifetime, but they are. But why is it? Because I mean, VR is now a thing. I know that, but why is it programmed in the game to allow you to fuck? Because <laughs> if that's the case, they're all games are fucking games. There, there's no. RPG, it's a fucking RPG. Fighting game, fucking fighting game. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it. They even he even make he even makes mention to the fact that he's did, he's done it with other people. Oh yeah, later. But Miss saying like, oh, you think about something like Ready Player One, like that neck. Look, they they have sex and ready the Ready Player One world. The video game demographic, there would never be a genre of game other than fucking. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? There would never be a like. Why are we gonna fucking fight right now? When we can fucking feel it. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So then, but this raises the question of: 
are they gay or aren't they? And that's the question that I yeah, think everyone's this, wrestling with. This, this movie basically brings up like it takes human sexuality and turns it on its head. Yeah. In a sense where it's like, is there even really a word for what they are? Because the whole time you're sitting there going, and look, this is such a crazy fucking episode that my aunt called me. My aunt called me and was like, are they gay? They have to be gay, right? But I think the, this, show, this episode is really good because they don't give you an easy answer. Because no. I was thinking the whole time, like, they have to be gay. Like, it has to be a thing where they were just, like, suppressing whatever feelings they had for each other. Because the dude was even kind because of then handsy. Because then you could make the argument, but are they, though? Because it's still, a, at the end of the day... He's fucking a girl. He's fucking a girl. He is a girl he, while he's being fucked. So it's not like he's... But, you know, he could be like... But then a, it makes... But then like it a, makes... But then it makes the argue, well... He is, trans. Does he want to be trans? Yeah. Is he trans? But then it's like, no, he doesn't want to be a girl. Yeah. It's just, in the virtual world... It just feels so good. And the argument of, of course it'll feel amazing. You're a woman. Yeah, you're a woman. Yeah. So like, yeah, I could see a guy being addicted to that because it's like, this is a completely different feeling. What the fuck? And then it's like, they even go as far as to Cause meet. Because like, I, I was thinking this after I watched it. I was like, well, if I had Mystique's power, I'd want to be a woman just, just to like see what it feels like. But at the end of the day, I don't want to be a woman. But you are gay. But if you were a straight guy and did that, does that make you gay? And that's what this kind of asks you. And also, you're right. Like it, it asks the question of if or we even get like to this video game character, like I'll pick female characters, but that doesn't mis- necessarily mean so it's well, like not fucking as a female. Well, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like it's it's that, that's why I was the point that I was getting it to is like is there is there a word for what they are? I don't think there is. Well, it's because like if like take the the AI or the 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 VR out of it, like role play. If you role play with a man and man's role playing as a woman, and you fucking a role like text role play. Does that make you gay if you are role playing with a character who is a woman? I don't know. It's, it's like a big I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then it got to the point where they can make, they could have had an easy out and been like, yeah, they are gay because when they meet in real life, and there are moments where like, yo, this is really suspect. When they had the dinner and the friend comes over after a year of and not talking, I was like, it's so obvious that they have it like in front an of affair. his wife. Yeah, it seemed like an affair, but he's like in his ear, like you want to. Fuck Roxy's pussy, don't you? Like, you know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, nigga, that's gay. <laughs> we gay right now. <laughs> he was like, just, and, and you can like see the, and that's also a thing that in this, in this uh, thing too, like it does del- delve into levels of addiction. Yes. Because you could tell he was addicted. He was like, please, one more time. Like, yeah. Just kind of bargain you, for yeah, it. Yeah, you want to get inside her one more time. Like, and it's like, you could see the desperation in his, in his. He was chasing the dragon. Yeah. That's what you said before where he said he fucked other people. Like he tried fucking uh, other AI characters first. Then you say he fucked other player characters. Still not the same. I, I thought it was hilarious when he said that he even fucked the, oh, the, polar, the polar bear. bear the yeah. polar bear character. He's like, I fucked the polar bear, man. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, oh, yeah. So it's just... But none of them... Were like fa- you. Yeah, were like you. So then I'm like, is that because you're attracted to him? Or is it because just him as a person, he's he can channel his passion into the VR world. I think, I think, I think it's mostly because of the fact that they're such close friends. They get each other on a, on a, like a, I guess a spiritual level. So it's like, like almost kind of like when you, when you talk about sex, like what makes sex good, good besides just the fact of the physical, the physical pleasure, the mental connection, it's the mental connection. So it's like, that's your best friend. Yeah. And it almost kind of, it almost kind of goes into that territory that you hear people say all the time, like, and I've had it said to me before, where it's like, man, if you were a girl, we would be great together. Like, I feel like we'd be best. 
I have never said that to you. <laughs> I didn't say you. I didn't say you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making it sure so the podcast knows that. <laughs> but Jordan thinks that. Because <laughs> he said he said something similar to that. No, I haven't. <laughs> he was like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> But I've had that. I've had that said to me, or 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 somebody somebody straight said to me like, "Man, if only I were if I were if I were gay, I would totally date you." Mm. So it's, it's in that same in that same vein with yeah. this like type of storyline. Was like now well now you have a virtual world where it's like well you could live out that Cause, fantasy cause kind it, of sort of because it just makes you question Cause, yeah, so many cause, times. Because yeah, because like when they go into the real world and they're like, but wait 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 before even oh. they go into the real world though. Like there are moments like after they fucked the first time, his friends like so. I guess we're gay now, and and then Mac is like, wait, what? And he's like, I'm just playing with you, man. Like you know what I mean? So it's like mm, maybe he's not. Then there's moments like later on where they're fucking, and what made them stop fucking for a long time was they fuck, and then his Anthony Mackie's friend whispers in his ear like, I love you, and he's like, What did you just say? And he's like, I don't know where that came from, and it's like, Oh, okay, maybe he's gay. <laughs> but then then they meet in real life after they have that really awkward dinner date. Or dinner with the wife. And then it also causes, uh, before that, it also causes strain in Anthony Mackie's relationship because now he's fucking the Avatar, not Aang, but <laughs> but he's fucking, uh, what's his face? Is, uh, I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. But his friend, his best friend, uh, virtual reality Avatar Carl. so much. Carl. Carl. Yeah, he's fucking. He was so manly. Yeah. <laughs> Carl. So he's fucking Carl's Avatar so much that it's causing him not to want to have sex with his wife. Yeah, because you're already you're already getting your rocks off by fucking Roxy. <laughs> yeah, you think he's actually coming? They didn't really really like showed if he was actually like coming to like you know reaching orgasm from it. Well, he might not be coming in the sense of like like physically. Yeah, physically, like but he's probably actually experienced. He's probably experiencing orgasm in the virtual world. So hmm. everything that happens in the real and everything that happens in the virtual world, you feel. Yeah. So it's probably the same sensation. Mm. I'm not gonna lie though, that their fucking looks fucking amazing. And like when they show them fucking, because it got really graphic with that shit. Like pushing her up against the wall and shit. I was like, damn, this is turning well, me up. It kind of <laughs> got gross. I feel like. If it's not. What you want? Full I, penetration? Well, no, I'm gonna say I, nothing is as bad as what they show in tr- like, like True Blood and stuff like that. Oh, well, I don't know. Like that's like graphic. Like they were, I was like, are they really fucking. In tr- <laughs> <laughs> so but like then, even with that, all you really saw was like. Like ass cheeks. Yeah. And, yeah. I just meant like they they lingered on it to actually show you like thrusting and shit. Or even like uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Like it wasn't as bad. Like it wasn't as graphic as that scene. Akila, no. Akila, Akila Rift. Yeah, like they were like. <laughs> well, I feel like that was more romanticy. This was like hard. Like they literally, were, they, yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were fucking like against the glass and shit. But um, but then you get that moment where they actually do meet in real life because Anthony Mackie is like, I just gotta know. Like I gotta know if it's. If it's us in real life that are gay, and if that's if that's what it is, he seemed really level headed about it. He was like, "I just want to know," and then if, if it is, yeah, we can take if it. From we there. are, we'll yeah, we'll deal with it then. Yeah, and then they kiss. And at first, I was like, "Are they lying to each other?" Because it seemed like it was like I didn't feel anything. Yeah, me either, man. Nothing. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, "Well, it's the first time. Of course, it's awkward. Like, yeah, need to try it. Try it again." But then they start fighting, and I thought when they started fighting, like in the game, when we were they fighting, start ki- they were kiss again. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And so the cops came. But that's but that, I was gonna say. But that's also because the cops came. So maybe. And then they don't even go back, circle back to that because that's the very end. So they don't ever go back to the, circle back to that and like explain. Was he lying? Because the next thing you see is his wife has to pick him up from the police department and then explain to his wife why he was fighting with his best friend, and then he turns to her 
And just like in Game of Thrones, they cut. So we don't see the reaction from him telling her. Or like, in, uh, I was thinking Avengers Age of Ultron, where it's like, Avengers! Oh, yeah, I guess so, that too. But I was thinking more like the moment with uh, yeah. John telling Arya and Sansa. like, Yeah, oh. you don't get to see the reaction. But you do ultimately see the reaction because you saw she basically accepts it. She, that's like, it's, it just seems so weird. Like, I, what is the message? Because then it's like she, they compromise where she gets to go fuck somebody like in a bar or whatever once a month. Once a year, I think. It was once a year? I think it's once a year. Like the anniversary of when... Oh. I wasn't sure. I just saw a, a, a yeah, mark, I saw on, a mark the on the calendar for the month. I, made it, I, I thought it was like a once a year type of thing. I assume once a month because that's the same thing that the uh, Anthony Mackie's friend suggested. Remember when he was like begging him? He was like, maybe we just do it once a month. Like we just have one, like end of the month, last last weekend of the month. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I feel like he offered It could be that. a once a month thing, but I felt I I I I I I like it ended where it was like his birthday again. So like on his birthday, once a year, she, he gets basically a hall pass. But is it even a fair exchange? That just raises more questions for me because I'm like, is it fair that she fucks somebody for real? But you're That's fucking... what I was thinking too. I was like, which one is worse? Though? I don't know. It's really hard. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, like she, because also not even on just on top of that, like she, it seems like she's going to be able to fuck a bunch of random, random people. So yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, he's fucking one person. And also on top of really that, it's them. not real. And but at the end of the day, like she could actually bring home a disease or get, end up getting pregnant or anything like that. Yeah, word. With somebody else's kid or like I said, end up with syphilis, chlamydia, HIV. Yeah. But he, there's no, there's no chance of that happening with him. No. So I'm like, is it a fair exchange? Yeah, I was like, which is which is better? But then on top of that, it's like he seems more connected to his He's, friend. Yeah, he seems way more emotionally connected with him. Than he is with her. They were like cuddling and shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's like which which is worse? Because it seems like emotional versus physical. Emo- maybe, maybe that's the question they're leaving you with. Because yeah, I've had her, I've, I've had her, I, I've heard that before. An emotional, emotional affair is way worse than a physical affair. That's what my girlfriend said, and she's actually experienced something like this. Her, but at the same time, they're having both. They're having an emotional and a physical. Granted, yeah. it's virtual reality, but, it's virtual, but still, so it's not really physical. It's virtual. But I mean, what makes it real? What makes reality? It's like. That's why I like this episode a lot because it doesn't give you the answers. It just lets you think about it. And it's like, there is no right or easy answer. Like, um, what was I going to say? Uh, my girlfriend experienced the same thing where she had uh, uh, an ex-boyfriend that ended up being gay. Like, they were together. He was straight when they were together. But she caught him cheating on her with a man. And then now he's with the man. And they're still friends. But they, but he like, you know, talks. He's, he's gay now. He's straight up gay. So it's like, she's like, oh, this happens in real life all the time. She ain't never going to be able to trust him again. And at the end, I was like, well, the moral of the story is you should have compromised with your gay boyfriend. <laughs> let him fuck a, his, his dude friend every once, once in a month. while. <laughs> yeah, once a month. You guys could have been together still. Because <laughs> I was sitting there going like, is it the the thrill of someone different for Anthony Mackie? Is it like if his wife? But it's not gay? even someone different because you're still fucking the same person. It's different than his wife, though. It's different than his wife, but it's still the same person over and over. But I was like, if his wife played the game, would they have the same kind of connection? Yeah, they didn't even do that. They didn't even they didn't even explore that, so we don't know. But I, I think the fact that it leaves you with these questions is what makes Black Mirror so good, because there's no right answer, and they didn't take the easy way out by just going, "Yeah, they're gay." It's like we don't know, and I feel like as our society goes more into the VR world, these questions will come up more and more often. 
Yeah, because you know it's going to have the same. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll like the I'll same t- type I'll, of scenario. I I'm like, I mean, it's not real, right? <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to fuck a polar bear, but I'll fuck a hot chick that looks like Mantis. Hell yeah. And if, you, if I fucked them and they were like, I'm a dude, by the way. But not even that. It would sound like a girl. I'd be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, it's not even like, because what you described is a different scenario. It's like, well, you found, you found out after the fact that it's a guy. But no, he knew who it was. It's not, yeah, like he he was, it's not like he was fooled. Oh, I'm fucking this hot chick that looks like uh, Manta. You know, I'm fucking this hot Asian chick. And on top of that, it's like a trans, the, the, it's like a transracial type of yes. aspect with it because they're both- Two black guys Yeah, the two black guys becoming Asian people. Asian people. <laughs> Fucking, so it's like it's every weird. time he was fucking, I'm like, man, this is a Black Power Ranger. <laughs> Captain America is fucking through the Black Power Ranger. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Cap. I guess Mantis. She's technically she could be the Green Ranger because she does wear uh, green. she does wear green. This is an alternate universe where uh, Falcon never met Cap on that run. <laughs> he started fucking his friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you like? What do you? How do you feel about it? I don't know. I, 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 I have no answer. I have, what? <laughs> are you, you mean the episode or like the answers? Because I don't know what the answer is. Because hmm. I saw a lot of people say, "Well, it's clearly they are gay," because they're just in denial. But it's like, but are they really? It's like because I feel like I don't know. They just didn't delve deeply into it. Because my whole thought process is, well, this is a new thing. So, of course, the first time you kiss another guy is going to be awkward, and you're going to want to lie to Especially yourself. Especially if it's your friend that yes. you've known forever. So it's like, oh, we can't. There's no sparks. I don't feel. It's like, but maybe there are. You just a aren't allowing yourself to feel it, and then b was a super awkward kiss in a very awkward moment in an yeah. awkward situation. Just kiss me, man. Just do it. <laughs> All right, I guess. <laughs> like it's weird. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. But then at the same time, it's like. I don't know. Would you do it? Because like I said, like at the end of the day, he's still fucking a woman. Yeah. Would you do it? What, have sex with a woman? No. <laughs> but in the virtual world. Like I want to see if the opposite is true. Would you fuck your friend if the friend was a woman in the virtual world? Like, Or if it was a guy Cause that, that's as what I'm a saying. woman. That's what I'm saying. It's a different... Because it's weird because it's a different scenario where in the sense like at the end of the day, Anthony Mackie is still attracted to women. So it's like he's not really changing his orientation. So, what was a female friend that used a male avatar for you? Yeah. You would? I would. Or I might be like, uh, or I might do, uh, what's his face? What, what, what's his face uh, did? Carl. I might appear as a female avatar. Mmm. Mmm. And. So when we get in that strike, <laughs> Fiber Force 5 or whatever. <laughs> Cause I would. I'm like, it's fake. It's not real. So basically, what it's just Michael and Jordan are gonna have sex in the virtual world. Yeah, this is actually about us in the future, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Give us ten years from now. <laughs> if that ever happens, I'm doing a podcast on it. <laughs> like even if the podcast is over by then, like we're coming back. We gotta talk about this. <laughs> so guys, uh, it's so, real. Yeah. So uh, Black Mirror. <laughs> what would you give this episode? I get perfect vision. I get perfect vision. Yeah. I'm just confused. <laughs> I think that's the point. And I think it's, that's what makes it interesting. And the other two episodes, I'll just real quick. And, and it made me wonder, like, because him asking the question, like, what does it feel like? Uh, it kind of made me go, why didn't Anthony Mack, like, why didn't, they, why didn't they switch? Yeah, why didn't they switch? Yeah. See, it's so funny. 
because I just said like I fuck a virtual female that's a man in real life. I don't give a fuck. But then when you raise that question, I'd be like, no, that's gay. I don't want to be a woman and get fucked. Like, but I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My whole. But is it? I don't know. I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> this raises too many concerning questions. I was going to say, it's not, it's not gay. I, I guess it's not gay, though. I don't know. Because you're still a woman. And then what? If you're, if you're a polar bear, is that bestiality? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> um, but I think that's actually the best episode of the three. Like, the second episode, I think, is pretty good. It's not great, but I think it's good. Um, and it's really about social media and how quickly news comes and goes in our day and age now. Like when something tragic happens in the news and then literally like the next day, you don't give a fuck anymore. In fact, you probably don't give a fuck after you close your phone. Like when you see like some news in your phone and you're like, oh, that's crazy. You close it and move on. Like it just comes and goes. Um, just like they did in the video game world. <laughs> comes and goes. <laughs> and then the third one was the Miley Cyrus one, which I, it's barely a fucking Black Mirror episode. I don't know. There's not even really a What's twist it in even it. about? Um, I, th- I think the commentary is about how we treat and idolize celebrities. Um, cause it's about a Miley Cyrus who's a pop star. Who's really like, she's a generic pop star, but she's being controlled by her aunt who was like her controlling manager, uh, who raised her, but is clearly just using her and milking her talent to make money to the point where she wants to change her, her style. She wants to go more grunge, but pop is what sells and her manager slash aunt won't allow her to. And then they create this little... The only Black Mirror element of this is they release this toy line called... Her name's Ashley. And it's the toy line called Ashley 2s. So it's like little robots that she imprints her 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 uh, her brainwaves onto. So it's like a little robot that has her personality. But then come to find out that they download her... It doesn't really make sense. But they download her entire personality into this robot. But what they do is they limit it. So it's only the part of her brain that does like PR. So it's like it's it's like you at your most like, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, but she's not like that in real life. Like the act she puts on. So in real life, she's like she curses. She's like, what the fuck? Like I don't give a fuck about this. Fuck you. But the robot isn't like that. But then a little girl, or not even a little girl, a teenager girl and her sister. Um, it's about them, and one of the girls who's like a loser with no friends idolizes Miley Cyrus's character, um, wants that doll or robot to be her friend. They become friends. And you think that the, 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 the black mirror twist is going to be like something generic. Like, I guess it's gonna be like a Chucky thing where like maybe it becomes evil or something. Cause they make a big deal about like, Oh, her personality is like unstable, but it's not really just the aunt wants her to do what she wants her to do. She's not really unstable, but she, oh, she medicates her and shit to try and like, you know, make her more malleable. Um, but then ultimately the aunt tries to kill Molly Cyrus or not even kill her. She puts her in a coma so she can continue using her because Molly Cyrus stopped taking the pills and like was starting to like become wise to all the bullshit her aunt was doing. So the aunt puts her in a coma so then she can milk her without any resistance of all her talent because it's the future and shit. So they can literally pull songs and lyrics from her dreams while she's in a coma to create new songs. So it's like the the uh, 3D, not 3D, the holographic Tupac effect mm-hmm. where he's dead and gone, but with the power of technology, we can bring him back and we can have him play new songs if we want to. So they basically, 
while she's in a coma, she's still using her image and her voice, but with technology behind it to continue making money off of her. Um, and then the robots, they make a big deal about like, oh, when the robots find out what happened to her, because in the news, oh, Molly Cyrus is in a coma, the robots freak out. But then eventually, when the, the, the two sisters, when the girls, Ashley too, finds out that she's been in a coma, hers freaks out too. And then when you try and fix it, they do something where, like, the rest of them has been recalled, so hers is the last one. Um, she does a thing where she tries to fix it by plugging into her computer and, like, um, erasing some kind of firewall on it. And that firewall is what made her, like, the the prim and proper version of it. Actually, it was like, hey, how you doing? So when they do that, because her whole personality is there, just being blocked, then she becomes full Miley Cyrus. She's like, what the fuck? What's happened to me? I know my aunt fucking put me in a coma. She's been fucking trying to do this since blah, 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 blah. And then it becomes a thing where they go on an adventure to try and save Miley Cyrus from her aunt with the Ashley 2 as like an avatar of Miley Cyrus's like personality to go and save her real body. Um, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but it's not anything like, holy shit. It's just like, okay. There was no big like... The robot never becomes evil, so there's never a big twist like that. And the technology never really... Other than the technology being used to make her like a prop, like to make Molly Tyler's character like the, the holographic Tupac, the robot technology never really becomes like dark. It's it's just the plot device. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like the ending isn't very Black Mirror-y. There's no big twist even. Um, it doesn't really feel like a Black Mirror episode. It almost felt like Miley Cyrus approached the creators of the Black Mirror to make a a episode about... Or they approached Miley Cyrus. Or maybe the other way around. But it is it, it feels corporate. It feels like... Because it's not even that dark. Like, it's not even, like, graphic or anything. So it's like, it feels like they wanted to make a mainstream episode of Black Mirror to try and get, like, you know, get more more eyes on it. But by doing that, it feels more sterile. Like, it doesn't feel as, like deep or interesting as a normal Black Mirror episode. So it's pretty trash. I think it's the worst episode. So of- striking vipers, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's the best. And I think that was actually the worst episode of all the Black Mirror episodes so far. Because now I'm thinking striking vipers. I'm like, with, with, with the virtual reality, I'm like, I feel like that would change lesbian relationships too. It would change everything. Uh, I feel like it completely would change how people view sexuality. Because like we even said, it's like, what does that mean? What are they? I don't. You can't put the label on it, even. Because I'm yeah. Because I'm like, I feel like if you can give yourself a penis to have sex with your girlfriend, wouldn't you? Because you think about lesbian relationships. They use dildos. Yeah, they use dildos or they use their finger. Or anything. It's like, yeah, at the end of the day, they're still attracted to women, but they still... You want a dick. You still want that sensation. Oh, man. Since it's based off Street Fighter, there is a trans character in Street Fighter. Or is that Street Fighter? No. Poison or Ivy. You remember that character with the pink hair and the hat? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. I'll, I'll look it up. But is it a pre-op trans character or a post-op trans character? I don't know I don't that know. much, bro. <laughs> I just know that I think she's supposed to be trans or a guy and that's another thing with trans like if you can't afford like if you're trans and you can't afford the the surgery or anything like that and now but now you can live in this virtual world as whatever whether you're a trans man or trans woman like it, it, 
I feel like it'll be a game changer in, in, in terms of like... Like, I'm sorry. If this is a guy, I'd, I'd, I'd go gay for this so fast. I'd fuck the fuck out of this. She's supposed well, to be trans, I think. I was going to say, will it be? It's not gay then. Well, I think she's trans. Yeah, but it's still not still not gay. Bye. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she's hot. <laughs> anyway, I'm revealing too much about myself right now. <laughs> Let's move on. Talking about reveals. <laughs> so I know which avatar to pick. <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking... What's it called? Uh... Uh, not clickbait. What's the word? Uh, the word. <laughs> nah, not it's not gay bait either. It's catfish. Don't you uh, catfish me, Michael? <laughs> is it catfish? I think that's what it's called when you like pretend yeah, yeah. to be something else. Pretend to be something. It's not. But I'm not pretending. <laughs> My hey, Jordan. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> talk about reveals. Let's get into the Attack on Titan this week. The basement. <laughs> this episode because not much happens yeah not much happens um i feel like this up this episode was a setup yeah for next week's episode yeah which is all payoff but basically just fill armor in on what he missed he he didn't have memories of like what happened conveniently yeah conveniently just so you can reestablish to the audience what was going on Uh (laughs) um and then they immediately go to the basement and i I like this sequence that they did where it's like they had aaron and mikasa were having like flashbacks as they were walking down the streets toward their house of like everything we saw in episode one, season one, mm-hmm. you saw the blonde guy. I forgot his name. I forgot about his name. <laughs> you know, the the drunk guy who like sacrificed himself. Yeah, to sacrifice himself. Yeah, they saw him and their destroyed house. And like, season one is like a blur for the most part. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. It was like five plus years ago. But uh, they get to the basement. <laughs> Aaron's key doesn't work for it. So then. Uh, Levi's just like fuck that, and he's just like <laughs> Spartan kicks the door down. Part of me was like. Come on. So you mean to tell me they don't even need, like all this time they don't even need the fucking key? I like that uh, subversion of expectations though. Because you, you, that's what you're waiting for. Like, oh, open that door. It doesn't work. What? <laughs> but he breaks the door down and there's like a, a basic like laboratory slash study because uh, Aaron's father was a, a, doctor. a doctor. Yeah. So having like chemicals around doesn't really, it's not suspicious. But then Mikasa finds a little lock on a drawer, which Aaron's key does fit. So I'm like, well, Levi could just kick that too. Yeah. <laughs> that like you didn't work. really have to just break the fucking thing too. <laughs> but uh, 
and then they find books and they don't show you in this episode what was in the books, but they do flash. They do like a attack on Titan does this all the time where they'll time skip without telling there's this time skip because then the next scene is them getting back to the, the main city, the main city and they're having a parade. They, they brought, they got back Wa Maria or whatever. Yeah. They fucking did it. And they don't show you what the looks on their faces are. They show the backs of the survey corps. So, and, left of, and that's also something that they do say there's only nine of them left yeah which is like damn yeah. <laughs> there's nobody left to defend humanity and they're holding the books so what you what I assume is happening is we, if they were to show their faces their faces are all like pale white from whatever they learned in those books mm-hmm. and then they give you which I thought was like the oh shit they're not gonna tell us what happened it's just the end of the season where in the credits they have like um, scenes of Aaron like becoming you know just, just flashbacks of the show of like him becoming a part of the survey core and basically establishing what uh like his his path as a character from the first episode till now um and I think the reason they did that is because it shows you how he was motivated to fight the titans but whatever he read in those books probably has made him question everything and I know it did because when they get into the post-credit scenes of showing a flashback of his father, he definitely fucking. Uh, oh, uh, is that what that was? I thought that was just like a new. No, that's like Grisha. New characters. No, Grisha is name is his father. That was a flashback. Oh. The narration was his father talking. Okay. So I'm, I'm guessing that was like a dot or whatever he was reading in the diary of his, of his books. Okay, I thought that was like a new area following new characters no. in a new world or whatever. No. Remember when they they look, they do look at the picture and they show us the reactions of that. They see a picture of his father with someone else that's not his mother and a kid, right? Or was yeah. that them? Or was it was that Aaron and his mom? I think that was Aaron and his mom. Okay, but the photo was taken on something that doesn't exist in that world. Like it was like actually like a photo, photo. Yeah, photo, they, photograph. Yeah, they don't have photography. They, they, that was a drawing. Like, is this a drawing? Like, no, it's too detailed to be a drawing. Now you see that thing. It's what you burn light on an image or whatever is captured. It's called a photograph. Yeah. But then the reveal is that Aaron's father came from a world. Like a steampunk world. Like a steampunk, like 1940s era kind of world. Something like that. 18, 19, almost like 1800s. 1800s. Yeah. But it had airships. But it's had air, that's why I said steampunk. Yeah. Because that's what steampunk is. It usually like takes place in the 1800s with AI technology that we don't even have today. And they don't reveal everything about what's going on. But they do establish that wherever world they were in also had walls, and there was a warning to never go beyond the walls. Yeah, but they had they were way more technologically advanced. Yes, but they didn't even mention Titans. No, so it's like so maybe it's a new type of it's a different type of threat. Maybe or maybe I mean we don't know. Maybe there are Titans outside those walls too, and they tell them that so they never see what the rest of the world is like. I don't know. I don't know either. But the, this, the 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 last question it raises is, uh, Grisha says that humanity isn't extinct. Like there there are humans beyond the city that we've been, you know, we've been in for all the seasons of Attack on Titan up to this point, which is kind of mind blowing. So that means like everything they know is a lie. What does that mean? What why did the king lie to everybody? How far do the Titans go? Mm-hmm. Is there just Titans outside of those walls? Uh, we don't know yet. And also, is the world that that Grisha is coming from? Is that still the same city that they're in now, just without with less technology, or is that just? Or he came from like 
a faraway city that has an ocean or whatever. Because you know his his uh, army thing is always talking about the sea. Yeah. So what is this world? I don't know. That supposedly takes place in the past, but is way more futuristic than the future. Maybe the humans got like divided, and like they just put up walls over, over each major city, and there's titans roaming around the world outside those walls, and they just for, have forgotten about the other civilizations. Or yeah, something? is it like uh, that uh, the episode of Love, Death, and Robots where they had the uh, the farm where they all are in like pockets yeah. on this planet? Yeah, but they all have their own bubble. That's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, and the titans are everywhere. That's not those bubbles. Yeah. Hmm. And where the Titans come from? Because they're definitely man-made. Other people. Yeah, the, kid, the king. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe he's like, uh, what's his face? The uh, the Sentinel from X Men that made all the Sentinels. Oh, that actually would be interesting if they did a thing where the king of the the city that we know created Titans as like guards for that kingdom, and then maybe they went out of control. And then he lied to everybody? Or he created Titans to keep people under control. Yeah, maybe. And then he just lied to everybody. I think that's probably more likely. Yeah. Because guard against what? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good good point. Yeah. And he's just an asshole. (laughs) But then why did the Beast Titan tell Aaron that he was brainwashed by his father? I guess we'll find out next episode. Because I guess his his father... Because ultimately his father knows the truth, but he never told him the truth. Mm. So I guess whatever the f- truth, quote unquote, that he lied to Aaron about, that's, that, that, is not in the, that is in the books. Because whatever's in the books, he never told Aaron. So yeah. I guess that's the brainwashing. Whatever, he, whatever the truth is that he told Aaron is what he brainwashed him because the actual truth is what's in the books. And did you know, this might be slight spoilers for the series, but... I, I I read that the Beast Titan's name is Zeke Jaeger. Is he like I don't know Aaron's brother? I mean, Ar- not Aaron's brother. Uncle. Aaron's uncle or something? Could be. There's got to be. A, he doesn't got, look kind of def- like his. There's bro- definitely his, a, some his type of familial bond between them. There's got to yeah. be. Mm, all these questions. <laughs> we'll find out season four. All right, I want to read this email that we got which, from Clearly, which though. has been renewed for season four. I fucking better be. <laughs> Attack on Titan. And My Hero Academia are like the two best anime out right now, I think. Uh, let's see. So Khalil said, Blur Vision, Attack on Titan. I think this show is similar to the M. Night Shyamalan film, The Village. On Titan, when they show the blimps... Never seen that. Um, well, long story short, it was it's, it's like a 1920s village that's being like guarded by a monster so they can't go outside the village. But then when, of course, the main characters do, they find out that they're actually in, like, modern world. And the monster was just a lie that the village people told the kids so they wouldn't venture out. And M. Night Shyamalan, was it good? <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I think that actually might have been one of the last, like, decent Shyamalan movies. Because that was before The Happening and shit. Or even Lady in the Water and shit like that. Uh, the people behind the walls dealing with Titans are living in the present, but their culture and tech is far behind the rest of the world, just like in the village. Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. In the flashback when blimps were first created in 1915, Aaron's dad was about 12 years old. He died in his 40s when he was eaten by Aaron. So the year presently on the show was in the 1950s or early 1960s, while the area where people are dealing with titans, they are way behind the rest of the world. What a mindfuck. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
And honestly, that makes a lot more sense why they have technology like the fucking uh, maneuver gear, fucking Spider-Man technology, but yet that in medieval times? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you satisfied with this twist? That's my main question for you. Um, we, we haven't got on the details yet, but just the fact that like, oh shit, so the world we thought we knew isn't the whole world. I don't know if I would say satisfied because I'm like, well, duh, because you kind of saw this coming. Like everything that you think you know is all a lie. Yeah. Like that's pretty much, that was like obvious since the beginning. Like ever since they started going on this quest or even talked about we have to get to the basement, we have to know the truth or or they talk about, well, uh, 100 years ago or whatever, there was a different world. Like what's happening in 100 years? What, or Why did history stop Yeah, why did, why did history stop 100 years? It's like so obviously you knew there was there's some fuckery going on. So yeah. I wouldn't say I'm satisfied. Cause also at the end of the day, we still don't know. So there's nothing to be satisfied with. Cause you still have questions. Yeah. So I think ultimately the question is, will I be satisfied when they actually do reveal what the world is? Well, save it for next episode. Then what would you rate this episode? I wouldn't give it a perfect vision cause nothing happened. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was bad. Like, I'd give it more than passable. Yeah, I'll give it more than passable. I like the imagery. I like the, like I said, that, that walk up to the basement. I, I, like the, I like the anticipation of what's to come. This was like yeah. the foreplay of when before you finally have to get to have sex. This is Game of Thrones episodes one and two <laughs> of this season. Of season eight, I mean. Uh, like please, the build up. I was like, don't don't compare it. Because <laughs> they would. Yeah, right. Next up, it's going to be episode three, and it's going to be like... <laughs> Terrible writing. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> the whole episode's dark as hell. All right, well, that's it for reviews this week. Let's get into news of the week with Michael. She's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga, Jordan. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. I don't want It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. So yeah, trailers. So uh, Lion King just released a TV spot for, uh, we finally got to hear one of the characters speak besides Scar and uh, Mufasa. You're a hater, Michael. <laughs> shut, shut up. So we got to hear uh, Beyonce's Nala speak. Simba, you have to take your place as king. We need you. <laughs> I mean, you you kind of like prefaced me with like, oh man, shit. But now listen to it. I'm like, it was shit. I was just like, you didn't say it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Beyonce. But and I'm a Beyonce fan, but still, it's like, come on. <laughs> I think her voice fits Nala. I mean, look, look. I don't know how it's gonna be in a full scene because it's like a trailer cut of her dialogue. So like, you know, you, you put some music behind that shit. It sounds great. But you know, in a full scene, maybe it does come off flat. I don't know. But in the trailer, the few clips that we got. She sounds like Nala to me, but I'm also the person that said before that I felt she like sounds like Beyonce. <laughs> who sounds like Nala to me? The, the twang in her voice. I feel like the twang in her voice is what Nala had. You know what? You know what's gonna sell for me? How well she does the "pinja again" line. And you know there's gonna be a song. 
I'm gonna be the queen of the jungle. Oh man, if they fucking pull in Aladdin, where it's because like, she's got a she's, there's a extra added song in here. Oh, that's right, it's Beyonce. Yeah, they gotta make Beyonce sing. Who does who sung? Can you feel the love tonight? Was that Nala's voice actress? No, no, it was just a just random. It was a random. It was just an overplay of the song. It's gotta be Beyonce this time. But that's not an added song. No, but I'm saying like, why have Beyonce? I'm not gonna have her sing that song. <laughs> I doubt she's going to sing. Can you feel that? How they graphic- might just ha- or they might just have Elton John singing in the background. How that graphic is- are we going to get this lion fucking scene? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just going to be just like the show. Like, they're not going to show it. I mean, I'm sorry, but that, that scene where Nala licks Simba is still like one of the most sexual scenes in any Disney movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but it's this. There's like no, no, no animal or, or not animal, but no characters ever give given those fuck me eyes like Nala did to Simba oh, in, yeah. in that movie. Like you knew what was happening. Oh yeah, <laughs> right off screen. Fuck it. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm like, are they virtual characters? <laughs> That's the one thing I, I, I guess don't... technically they are. They're humans pretending. I, I'm just curious to see how much I'll enjoy. The voice acting with the CG performance of the animals. Because it's just they're photorealistic. Like how much expression can they have? Yeah, that's the that's the thing I uh mentioned before when we talked about the trailer the first time. I was like, my biggest problem is the fact that because they tried to make the animals look so realistic, you don't really get that much expression from when like you saw Scar talking to Simba run away Simba never return yeah. all you saw was his mouth moving but you didn't really see anything from his eyes yeah. like you didn't see his cheeks or any none of this yeah. which happens when you talk oh god he's having a seizure yeah. <laughs> all of his facial expression oh, he's dying <laughs> but it's like you get none of that no so it's like I can't connect to that yeah and like uh, Good facial animations in an animated movie can you know make or break a performance because if even if you have like all the passion you want in the voice but the face isn't selling it, you lose something in the performance. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I still think they should have gone stylized instead of photorealistic, but whatever. It is what it is now. I agree. But yeah, it is like, who it wanted is. that? Who was like, no, I want Lion King, but I want that shit to be real, son. Because it worked with Jungle Book. <laughs> But I feel like Jungle Book makes sense because it's Mowgli's perspective. So you are you're one human around animals, like real animals. But when but you're like, just an but animal, I feel like world, even a Jungle Book, they still had they were photorealistic. I feel like to a certain extent, like they weren't fully, 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 fully photorealistic. Well, no, great the the grape. Oh, fuck, what's the ape's name? Uh, King Louis. I don't remember. Whatever that monkey is, who's um. <laughs> yeah. The song that's the song he sang. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I want to be like you. Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Christopher Walken in Christopher the new Walken, movie. Yeah. But yeah, he was a giant. He was a King Kong size. So yeah, it's not realistic at all. <laughs> There's no giant orangutans that are like King Kong size. I mean, but I'm not. I'm not just talking about that. I'm just talking about the facial expressions. Yeah, but so I'm just saying like they didn't go full realistic. They still kept like some surreal elements in it. So same 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 deal with the faces moving. I want to say there was more animation than like Baloo's eyes and stuff too, though. I can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while, but I feel like there was. Yeah. Because I didn't have the same complaint with Jungle Book that I'm having with this one. But even if it wasn't different, like if, if there wasn't that much animation in the eyes, I think having uh, Mowgli be the point of view character kind of fixes that issue. 
because you're still you still have some human element to bounce off of. But when it's just animals, fake animals talking to fake animals, and no one's expressing themselves facially, it's kind of weird. <laughs> you need yeah. somebody to react in their face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. But yeah, Nala's great. Beyonce's great. You're trash. <laughs> Whatever, fuck you. Well, anyway, speaking of uh, having reactions in their face, I had a great reaction in my face when I saw this trailer for... Uh, because E3 is this weekend, so you have video game trailers dropping and all this other stuff. Avengers will actually drop right probably around the time we're done with the podcast. Exactly. But uh trailer that dropped for a game that I'm now looking forward to is <coughs> Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order. Got a name? Cal Kestis. Sogarero. I'm here on Jedi business. Jedi are dead. Not all of them. A Jedi. We have to stop them. That's the plan. The Jedi are not yet lost. Hope is not yet lost. And it follows uh, Cameron Monaghan or whatever, who's the voice actor and the visual image that they that they uh portrayed for the character and so uh yeah it basically takes place right after order 66 and it gives me uh uh the force unleashed vibe yeah in terms of gameplay yeah. in terms of gameplay and so uh yeah jordan what did you think of star wars jedi fallen order even though you're not gonna play it but still. i'm gonna play this fuck no, you <laughs> maybe have you played spider-man no i haven't <laughs> <laughs> this is like the rogue this is the Rogue One successor, I feel like we wanted or deserved. Like instead of going like the solo route, we talked about this, we talked about this before in the podcast or off the podcast. But I feel like going into things that we already know, like solo, is not that interesting. Meanwhile, there's still like time periods in the Star Wars universe that we haven't explored that are really interesting. Like this, the most defining moment in the history of the Jedi, Order sixty six. We never have gotten a movie that is the like the the aftermath. the aftermath that happens right after that event because there are Jedi like like Cameron Monaghan's character or even in like Star Wars Rebels that did escape Order sixty six but yet we haven't had a movie that follows those characters which is like why I feel like in many ways as much as they try to talk about how planned the Star Wars universe is no it's not it's not at all. It's not. They didn't have a plan for the trilogy. No. <laughs> so of course there wasn't a plan. Because there's so many pockets of the Star Wars universe that they go into with like things like the Clone Wars and stuff like that that you never see in the movies. Like the fact that magic, like legit magic actually exists in the Star Wars world. Yeah. That you saw in the Clone Wars, but they don't talk about it in the movies. Yeah. Or the fact that you have all these jet like Anakin Skywalker had an apprentice in Ahsoka Tano. But it's like, when you get to the movies, though, you don't know, like, Mm-mm. 
They try to be like, well, it's a time jump, but it's like, no. Yeah. Anakin didn't have a fucking apprentice in these movies. <laughs> exactly. You just put that shit in there. Yeah. It's like, it's all canon, but it's like, no, it's really not. Because like, where is she now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's a- no one's was asking for like, I want to see young Han Solo and see his bullshit adventures. I want to see the Kessel Run. Like, no, no, we don't need that. Like, we, we know well, he's I, a badass. I, I wanted to see the Kessel Run. <laughs> I mean, I think the mystique of it is is more than what we got. So I, I'd rather not have seen that and just have like the, oh, it was something impressive. I don't need to see him fight a giant fucking interdimensional monster or whatever. Well, no, the execution of it, I was like, oh, that was it? Yeah. <laughs> or like him and his girlfriend that we didn't fucking need to know about. I don't care about her. She's, I got Leia. I don't need this random chick. Or the Darth Maul tie-in. Who wants? Darth Maul is dead, baby. I don't need any more Darth Maul in these movies. But yet, in this trailer for the Fallen Order, they tie in characters like freaking, uh, what's his Saul name? Saul Guerrero. Saul Guerrero. Forrest Whitaker. Before he becomes the Save the Rebellion guy. Yeah, but it's like, in this, in this game, you make him seem like a way more important character and a character that you get to know and that you want to care about. Whereas in Rogue One, or was it Rogue? I feel it like, was Rogue One. It was the end of his, but it was like the end of his life. But I feel like it was like, you introduce him in that movie, but it's like, but who is he? But that's why I feel like something like this as a movie would have been perfect as Rogue One because then it fleshes out that character's past. Maybe even have fucking young, um, what's her name? Uh, Jyn Erso. Like yeah. as his like, you know, his ward or whatever. Yeah. And it, you could flesh out those characters more with other movies. But instead, like, nah, go to Solo. Like, no. I- and, truth of, and truth of the matter is, for the most part, let's be honest. When you think of Star Wars, the thing you care, what do you care about? Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> so it's like, not tell solo with a fucking blaster. Yeah, tell <laughs> all these stories like Rogue One or again, like you mentioned, Solo, or even something like The Mandalorian, which might may be good, but at the same time, it's like you care about the Jedi, you care about the Sith, mm. you care about all of that lore regarding that, like all that other stuff, the politics and Star, which yeah. politics does play heavy into Star Wars, but at the same time, it's like who cares? Yeah, you want to know about the fights between the Jedi and and everything else. I mean, to the point where in Rogue One, what was the the, the biggest best part scene. when when Darth Vader showed up exactly Again, Jedi lightsabers. That's what people think about when they think about Star Wars. Yeah, they don't think about the politics and no. all that. Other, like and and that's one of the downfalls of even like the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars was a lot more politics. Oh, bro, it's all politics. It's, yeah, <laughs> trade embargoes and bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah, going to other planets of like, yeah, can we? We need to use this road to help fight. Then it's like. Who cares? What? It's like it's interesting to an extent, but no, not really. It's just window dressing. It's not like it's like deeply meaningful at all. And they don't ever go in. It's never smartly done where you actually care about the politics either. It's not Game of Thrones where like, you know, Rob Stark is like fucking up with the phrase and getting killed for it. It's never that interesting. No. It's very much just like you're. That's not to say the Clone Wars isn't good. It is good. You mean the show? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, not the movie. No, not the movie. No, <laughs> yeah. not the movie. No. I'm, I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the show. Okay. I'm just talking about overall, like, when they try to delve more into Star Wars lore, they talk about the politics of it, and I'm like, no, we care about Jedi. Yeah. And we, I want more and movies that's what they like give this. us here. Give, yeah. me, give me Jedi. Yeah. Interesting. It looks interesting. But yeah, I agree. I want more movies like this, and... And we won't get them because they fucked it all up. <laughs> Solo and The Last Jedi fucked all that up forever. But yeah, but I'm excited for the game. Hopefully it's good. Not disappointing. But speaking of something that's very disappointing, uh, X-Men, Dark, well, now it's not, even, it's not even called X-Men. It's just called Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is very disappointing at the box office because it's now the first 
X Men movie. Are you sure it's not called Dark Phoenix? (laughs) It's got that big X. (laughs) But it's the first movie in the X Men franchise that did not open at number one. And it's oh, that's right. Didn't it open below Life of Pets or whatever? Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets is number one. That at the box office. That is garbage. (laughs) And it opened uh, at the lowest of all of the X Men movies at. 47.1 47.1 million. No, no, no. 33. No, not even 47. That's Secret Life of Pets. It opened at $33 million. So the movie that opened before that, the lowest movie was The Wolverine, which was 53 million. So it opened even lower than that. $33 million. Damn. Trash. All, all By all accounts, trash. So <laughs> like, again, secret- it didn't go out with a big inferno. It went out with like a little hot fart. No. Secret Life of of Pets is number one. Dark Phoenix is number two. Aladdin is number three. Godzilla is number four. Rocket Man, which is pretty good, is number five. And Ma's number six. I wanted to watch Rocket Man. I keep forgetting to go see it. Number seven is John Wick, and Avengers Endgame is still in the top ten. Number eight, Detective Pikachu is number nine. And Booksmart, which I wanted to see last night, but it wasn't really playing anymore it's playing it was playing like right after i got off work and i'm like i'm not, i'm going to sleep <laughs> that's number 10 okay. so everything they built will fall michael and so, in the ashes of their world so with that we'll build a better one so with that dark phoenix is slated to lose about a hundred million dollars good I want someone to be punished for this. <laughs> Even if it's financial. Well, are they punished though? Because Disney was like, oh, we're going to reward you by buying buying your whole company. Is that a reward? I guess so. You're, getting, you're making a profit yeah, off it, Yeah, somebody right? like, people are making money. Like people, the people that own Fox made money off of. I guess off so. Their, uh, to me, it's more like when like someone has to take your toys away. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're done with these. I'm but it's, but it's like if somebody takes your toys away but gives you a billion, several billion dollars for taking your toys. They're just going to waste it. <laughs> It's like, which one would you take? They're going to reinvest. Yeah, sure. Like, take my toys. I'm a couple billion dollars richer. Yeah, all right. And they're going to waste that billion dollars investing in like Hellboy 2 or something. Well, they don't have a studio anymore. Oh, that's right. All right. Well. But yeah, so uh, also, so it, it didn't debut at number one. It's going to slate, it's slated to lose um, $100 million at the, at the uh, box office <laughs> score. But it also has uh, the lowest cinema score of uh, of all the X-Men movies at a B minus, which for cinema score is not really that good. You 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 think when you hear B, oh, that's pretty good. But it's like, no, for a cinema score, that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, X-Men Dark Phoenix is having a great time at the box office. Nobody's seeing this shit. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore, Charles. All these lines are so meta for this series now. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, you hear X-Men, X-Men movies coming to theaters. Oh, let's go. Now it's like, <sighs> just fizzles. When's it going to Marvel? I'll see it then. <laughs> Basically. So this brings up the question that I want to ask. Once Marvel does reboot the entire X-Men universe and does their X-Men version of movies. Okay. What do you want to see them do? I just told you. X-Men uh, God Loves Man Kills. Something small and personal. And something that goes back to the the themes of, of X-Men, which like you said, is it's the oppressed 
being subjected to the oppressor. And then also, uh, would you like to see, would you, because I feel like they probably will at some point. Do you think they should? And would you like to see them touch the Phoenix saga again? Eventually, but not for like another 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> at least. How long has it been for, since that last thing? Like 15 years? I think so. There you go. Another 15 years. Damn, it'd be like 45 plus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, wow. And then maybe the third time's a charm. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Back in my day, I saw the Phoenix Saga twice. <laughs> but that's why I feel like if, if if they do touch it, I feel like they shouldn't do it until, like, like the Phoenix sh- should be their endgame or yeah, Infinity War. Exactly. You, sh- you need all those movies to establish Jean Grey as a character, make us like her over the course of several movies, and tease throughout those movies that she's slowly, over the course of them, losing control of her powers. And if you want to go that way, if you, if you want to go like, you know, or cosmic, go like the Go like the comic book route where originally Jean Grey was pretty weak. Mm, yeah. Like, to the point that she struggled, like, lifting, lifting pencils and shit. Yeah. And then eventually she became... Power boost. The powerhouse. Yeah. That you do it that is. way, too. You just have to have a plan. You gotta establish it over the course of a couple of movies. A couple, a couple, a couple of movies. Yeah. <laughs> but also going going with that, like... Like, honestly, I think if The Last Stand had landed and been good, I think that probably would be the right way to do it. But also with that, would you like to see them take... Doing the X-Men movies, would you like to see them take the Avengers route? Kind of like where instead of doing an X-Men movie, they do solo movies first, then you have an X-Men movie. I don't feel like there's enough X-Men characters that deserve their own solo movie, though. Like I don't want to see Gambit movie. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, I mean... <laughs> Maybe a Storm movie? I don't even want really a Storm movie. As much as I say has to justice for, for, justice for Storm, I would rather see her peppered in to other MCU movies like like Black Panther like introduce her there and then put her in an X-Men movie maybe something like that but I don't want a solo movie I feel like the only character I would want to see a solo movie for they've already done to death which is Wolverine <laughs> so I don't really want that again but I think part of that is because Wolverine is like really the only X-Men character that they've given solo stories to and I'm not talking about in the movies I'm just talking about in the comics so would you want that? So he has his own like rogues gallery and all other stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, like even when we talked about the Iceman book, when we read it, it's like my ninja. he's still my ninja. <laughs> my ninja. <laughs> he's still fighting like ex like he's still fighting the juggernaut and all that. But it's like, yeah. no, do what you did with Wolverine. Like establish his own story mm-hmm. outside of the he's still living in the X Mansion and running like going on friend 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 dates with Kitty Pride and stuff like that. It's like no. If you're gonna give a X-Men character their own story, give them their own story. Like let establish Iceman's particular rogues gallery. Like you think about Wolverine, who's his villains? Like Lady Deathstrike and William Stryker and Sabretooth. Hmm. Sabretooth is intrinsically tied to Wolverine, but like you think of Iceman, like who's his villain? I don't know. Killer Frost. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um wait, so would you want that? Would you want solo X-Men movies before we get an X-Men movie? It depends on who it is. I'm asking you, who would you want it to be? Like, who, who is capable of carrying a solo movie? I would want a solo Gambit movie. Oh, you dick! <laughs> We're not friends anymore. <laughs> That's the line. Why would you want a Gambit movie? Depend, like, if you talk about, like... like Gambit and Rogue? 
Well, not even Gambit and Rogue. I was just thinking, like, you talk about, like, Gambit's time with the Thieves' Guild. That would be an interesting movie. Like, him breaking out of the... Th- breaking away from the Thieves' Guild and becoming his own man and wanting... And getting to the point that he wants to join the X-Men. You'd have to pepper in other X-Men for me. Like, it has to be Rogue in there. You gotta put in somebody else. Like, it can't just be Gambit. You gotta establish a couple of X-Men in each of these movies. Well, I feel like the let there be other mutants but not necessarily X-Men no I need Rogue at least otherwise why are you doing it it's Gambit by himself yeah, <laughs> the, the romance think... with Rogue is interesting and they kind of did that with Ultimate X-Men too yeah but the romance with Rogue is I'm saying before he joins the X-Men like see a movie of him before he's with the X-Men and then he kind of like kind of like saying oh well, we, we you want a Silver Surfer? Uh, granted, it's still not the same thing, but <laughs> you want a Silver that. Surfer movie before you see Galactus and Silver Surfer? I don't feel like you need that. I feel like you can start with the X Men. I'm not. No, I'm not saying you need it, but I'm saying like a sol- solo movies could work. I think you just gotta go smaller scale and just establish five to six X Men in that first X Men movie, like a, a real first class, and then keep expanding. With or like a storm, a storm prequel, like of her living on the streets of 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 Egypt and. And being a thief, just again, this thief thief theme, and then all the stuff that happens with her with the Shadow King, and then you could introduce Xavier. Talking about introducing X Men, you could introduce Xavier. That's how she, that's how he first met Storm when she was younger, and saving her from the Shadow King. Hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If you were to give me that and it actually was good, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm okay with that. And then you could throw Black Panther as, as a prequel, not necessarily uh, Chadwick Boseman, but a, like a younger. They met. But see, stuff like that. I, I can only take these solo movies if it's layered into the X-Men and MCU continuity to establish them. So like, if you gave me a Storm, a Storm prequel, it's got to have Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa in it. It's got to. And maybe, I guess it's Shadow Well, I'm saying Boseman. it might not be, because if it's a prequel, they're younger, so it wouldn't be Chadwick Boseman. It would be Black, it would be T'Challa. I mean, that's fine. I don't, it doesn't have to be Chadwick Boseman, just the character of T'Challa. Yeah. Like, then I'm okay with it. Just like with Gambit. Not Gambit, give me Gambit and Rogue. Like, it's got to be at least two. Can't just give me solo movies with the X-Men. I can't. <laughs> but I feel like if they just have X-Men, or like Deadpool. A Myst- or like a Mystique and Rogue movie. Mystique, Rogue, and Destiny. See, I would throw Mystique in with the Gambit. I feel like she could work well there. And then eventually you have the moment where she's still Captain Marvel's powers and then you get the rogue from the 90s. Hmm. I don't want it. <laughs> I just want a small X-Men movie, damn it. I don't feel like you need all these extraneous stuff. And X-Men, and Deadpool, you see like, you see like, X-Factor. You see like Rogue because originally she was a villain and she was powerful yeah. enough that she took on the Avengers and fucked them up. Wait, Rogue did? Rogue. The fuck? Originally, yeah. Huh. Because you think about it, like, you think about her power set. Yeah, and she absorbed powers and throw them back yeah. at you. Yeah, and you can't really touch her. Yeah. Hmm. That would be cool, actually. Until eventually. And that's why she did what she did with Captain Marvel, because Mystique was manipulating her. You, all you're doing is building a case for why I think Rogue should be in a Gambit movie. <laughs> and not just call it a Gambit movie, make it like Rogue and Gambit or something. But I, get, I don't want to see a movie with a dude throwing cards, okay? I want to see more than that. <laughs> but you're, 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 you're simplifying it. It's like it's more than that. It's about like the intricacies of him being a thief and they can make it like a heist movie, like, a, like, like what they did with Ant-Man. I feel like maybe I just want the X-Men movie, the, the established X-Men movie first and then what you're suggesting I would take as like not spin-offs but tie-ins. Like X-Men 1, then you get the Gantt movie, then you get the Storm movie, then you get... Something else. I don't know. Can't just be those two, right? 
It seems weird to just have those two. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you start making solo fucking franchises, you gotta make them for like a lot of people. Because it's like, why them and not like Cyclops? Because he's like part of the main crew. Cyclops and Jean. I don't know. I feel like certain characters will work better for a solo movie. Because I'm like, I guess you can make the argument with all of them, but I'm yeah, like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, what the fuck do you do with Cyclops? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not him. Cause he's, I'm like, I can't even think of a storyline for Cyclops. I feel like his storyline is the main X-Men storyline. So maybe not him. But then Wolverine. Because you, you gotta do a You can't give me a Gambit and a Storm, but no Wolverine movie. You gotta like, do a new Wolverine. I feel like, of course, they're gonna do that. But at the same time, it's like, I want something. That's the thing I want. That's the thing I don't want Marvel to do. I want them to do something different. We've already gotten a bunch of Wolverine movies. I don't want that again. Like, yeah, eventually you're gonna do it. Wolverine is one of the most popular of the X-Men characters. But at the same time, it's like, heard it all before. <laughs> I hear that. Maybe I just I just want that X movie. That's so if good. you want to, so if if in the vein of doing something different, comic accurate X Men is different. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, but also comic accurate X Men. You had a solo Gambit storyline where it focused on his time in the Thieves Guild, but after the X Men movie. You wouldn't want that to be the first. Movie. I'm not saying that's no. I'm not saying that's the first movie. I'm just okay, saying okay, like okay, okay. I can get on board with what you're suggesting as long as we have at least the MCU X Men movie first, because then you can introduce characters wherever and then tie them all into the X Men in future X Men movies. I'm fine with that, but you got to have that first MCU X Men movie first, whatever that is. Whatever I think that. like we're doing First Class, but with God Loves Man Kills, combining those two stories. But then also with the real first class. Yes. No, none of this fucking fairy angel bullshit, wherever she was. I'm like, that's not angel. <laughs> Get real angel. Yeah. <laughs> Why was she named angel? She's a freaking bug. Because she's a bug. Or uh, the worst travesty of black characters ever, freaking Darwin. Darwin, He yeah. can evolve to survive anything. Until he doesn't. Oh, he died. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> But speaking of a travesty, so people people are shitting on Dark Phoenix, but something that they're not shitting on what is uh, Toy Story four. Okay. So uh, reactions for Toy Story four have come out. First reactions, and they're pretty freaking positive. Hmm. So uh, one of the uh, Stephen Weintraub, who's like the CEO of Collider, basically said a few things about Toy Story four. The level of animation that Pixar has achieved in this film is astounding. Keanu Reeves is so awesome as Duke Kaboom. The theater we saw it in was a bit dusty. Duke Kaboom. <laughs> so he takes shot at the theater. The theater we saw it in was a bit dusty, and I loved, but I loved the entire movie. So well done. Absolutely recommend it. Toy Story 4. Only Pixar at the top of their game can make a third sequel to a franchise about living toys that's a poignant look at learning to prioritize your own happiness over the happiness of others also feels as feels as definitively mm. final as three did all right well, there's Keanu right Reeves there. steals it all that's cool Toy Story 4 has an ending as lovely and warm and heartbreaking as Toy Story 3 oh shit in between the genuine belly laughs thanks to Duke Kaboom is a story that has the heart that Pixar is known for loved it 
Wow. Toy Story 4 is another fantastic entry in the series and the one installment that feels most like an adventure movie. With themes of hard goodbyes, second chances, and finding your way home, it's packed with big belly laughs, but I also cried harder here than I have for any of the other films. Wow. Uh, you just, not get that impression from Sporky or whatever. No. <laughs> Sporky. Just finished Toy Story 4. If you are nervous about another Toy Story movie, don't be. It is amazing and, a, and another great addition to the franchise. I can't wait to see it again. Wow. And the last two I'll read is one of our editors just saw Toy Story 4. Here's her immediate take. Toy Story 4 is so much fun and easily the funniest of the four movies. Strongly recommended. And the final one I'll read. Just saw Toy Story 4 and it is my favorite in the franchise. You'll laugh as much as you'll cry. You'll feel like a kid one minute and an adult the next. Can't wait to take my friends to see it. Wow. And there are more, but I'm not going to sit here and read all of them. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. I did not see that coming. Yeah. I, that's what I hoped for. But I just, I I mean, I know freaking, what's his name? Tom Hanks. Right? Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah, Tom Hanks was talking about, like, oh, it's so emotional at the end. But I was like, I'm not seeing that from the trailers. But, I mean, I there mean, you yeah, go. They're saving whatever. Yeah, existential crisis of Woody. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Putting yourself before the happiness of others. Just like Striking Vipers did, an existential crisis of Woody. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm excited. But yeah, so basically, I guess it allies the question of where it's like, well, Toy Story 3 ended on such a perfect, no perfect ending. Yeah. I was going to say no perfect note. No perfect note. <laughs> Death note. <laughs> but a, a, a perfect ending. Like, you don't need another one, but yeah. I guess. It's this, like opening the book again just to read another chapter. But it's like, but the I, I got the ending I wanted. <laughs> But I guess this the reactions based on this say no, it didn't. Mm. There's more there's still more story to tell. I could see it. That was an ending more for Andy. And this is an ending for Woody. Or is it an ending? It better be. It never gonna be a Toy Story Five. <laughs> that might be. Oh my god. It says it's been another sequel. But anyway, uh speaking of a potential ending, uh they're saying that uh, Avengers Endgame is only $60 million away from ending Avatar's global box office reign. But most analysts are saying that they don't think it's going to hit it. Are you serious? Yeah. Because $60 million, Granted, for what Avengers Endgame has made so far, $60 million is not that much money. But $60 million is still a lot of money. And Avengers Endgame, like... It's tapering. It's not, yeah, it's not making that much. Because of all these other more, fucking and more, blockbusters. And more and more big and more and more big movies are coming out. Like even you think about it, like yeah, Avengers is still in the top ten, but it only made eight million dollars like this opening weekend. That's not enough to push it. I mean, how many to, more weeks is to it going to be like, in the theaters? To make and that's that's also another thing. Like how many more weeks is it going to be in theaters? It more, better stay in the theaters. More, <laughs> more and more movies are coming out, so eventually theaters are going to push out. Avengers because like Lion King is about to come out. Uh, when does Spider Man uh, come out? Ju- the first weekend of July. So that's another thing. Spider Man comes out. Um, what comes out? Uh, but Captain Marvel got a boost uh, when Endgame came out. So I'm hoping the same happens for. Well, to get that much of a boost to hit. Like uh, Men in Black. I swear to God, Men if it gets this close and doesn't Men, make it. Men in Black comes out this weekend. Shaft comes out this weekend. Fuck these movies. <laughs> None of you deserve that money. Endgame deserves the number one spot. I swear to God, if it gets within like like a couple million dollars and doesn't make it. Uh, Toy Story 4 comes out this month. 
fuck. Which I'm like, oh, wait, shit. Toy Story 4 comes out this month? There's so yeah. many blockbusters fucking trying to take that money from... Child's Play comes out this month. And granted, I'm not saying Child's Play is going to be like a, bli- a, no, no. B- a big block, but it's going to... These are gonna, all things that yeah, are taking away people, money People like it. us who see Avengers, like, it's just going to eat away at the $60 million. Yeah. Avatar didn't have this much competition when it came no. out. No. Fucking bullshit. It's, Annabelle comes it's out. It's all because you bitches are trying to ride the coattails of Endgame. <laughs> yeah, Annabelle comes out this month. Child's Play comes out this like month. All these Toy parasites nipping at it. Give me some of your money, Endgame. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Don't you ruin this for Endgame. It deserves it. So yeah, so all these movies. Uh, what do you think? You think it's going to be able to do it? I don't know. I want it to. I want it to so bad. I'm not an analyst. An analyst granted, analysts have been wrong, but they're saying they don't see it happening because based on based on what Avengers Endgame is making now and then on top of that all these other movies that are coming out and it's already been released everywhere so yeah there's no more releases fuck I think it's gonna do it I have faith so we'll we'll see I'm, I'm hoping it does it fuck Avatar <laughs> it does not deserve that number one spot yes, but yes 60 million dollars away fucking blue cats fuck that shit I liked Avatar, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I did too, but still. I don't like it more in game. So we got to see if uh, if it if it does creep up and and dethrones. But how much is it gonna? How long is it gonna stay though? That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how long it's gonna be in Two theaters. Two months is like the average for a movie to stay in theaters. Two months is the average. Yeah. All right. Well, and it's pretty much already. No, it's it's been a April, May. It's already been. June. It's been a month. Well, I guess if you don't count, so May, June, well, June. yeah, it it just became the beginning of the second month. I think yeah. it make it. I think I'm hoping Spider-Man is gonna. Get I, the I don't last really boost. know. I don't really know what it's doing over internationally, but like eight million dollars domestically. Hmm. Fuck you. I hope it's, <laughs> it's gonna make it. <laughs> don't you jinx it. <laughs> but something that but something that did make it. Uh. Aladdin, the live-action version of Aladdin, has actually outperformed the animated version in terms of its worldwide total intake. Great. So <laughs> well deserved. No, the live-action live version has made six hundred and four million dollars worldwide, but the animated version has made five hundred and four. So basically, a hundred million. Great. Granted, if you take inflation into account, the animated version still makes still made more money but in terms of like dollar for dollar the live action version has made more great teaching Jordan Disney Jordan. all the wrong lessons to keep Jordan's remaking happy. their classics Jordan's happy about that no I'm not <laughs> and there's also talk with that there's also talk that the Lion King is gonna make more opening weekend than Avengers Endgame total opening weekend oh opening weekend how much did Avengers make opening weekend again 350 I think Three hundred fifty million, I think. You think Lion King's gonna make that just because of the nostalgia? That's what they're saying. Who's they? Analysts. Analysts. Fuck those analysts. <laughs> <laughs> Never tell me the odds. <laughs> but yeah, I think Star Wars. I'm like, <laughs> really though? I don't think so. Cause just in Buzz alone, I haven't really. Cause heard part. Cause know. also part of the reason Avengers Endgame made that much money is because they did things that no other movie has done. Where like the movie has been playing that opening weekend of almost 24 hours in many theaters. Yeah. So it's like you had way more screenings. I feel like I don't think they would do that with and The Lion King. it's got nostalgia and it's got the, the build up after Infinity War. 
So you had to come back to see Endgame. So it's like I mean, but Lion, Lion King has the nostalgia. nostalgia. Lion King has the nostalgia too. I know it does, but it's just like it's it's not as recent as 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 Infinity War was. Like it was like a pressing urge. No, it's not as recent, but Lion King is still in the cultural zeitgeist. Oh, like no, the no, Broadway I, show is still going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I just I, I haven't felt the same level. And of the buzz. Broadway show is still in like the top ten of Broadway shows. Have you felt the level of buzz for Lion King that you think it's gonna beat Avengers? Not the level of like, Avengers. Not, they- not the level of buzz of Avengers, but at the same time, when that trailer dropped, like I felt like the whole world. That first trailer. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. The whole world stopped. Yeah. But I think everyone's just curious because the first trailer. But not even like because I'm, I'm I feel like it's more than that because I didn't feel that with like Cinderella or Beauty and the Beast or even Aladdin. No, it's definitely, any of these other movies. Yeah, Lion King's definitely the big honcho of Disney, like classics. Yeah. I don't, I can't see it happening, <laughs> but I could be wrong. I mean, the internet is not the be all end all indicator of like how well something does because you're not. It's not accounting for all the normies. All the people like my mother and, you know, your average Joes were just like, oh, fuck, Lion King. I remember that from my childhood. Like, they're not on the internet going like, I think this is about Lion King. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, But I feel like they're they're excited to take to see Lion King, too. Yeah. And I think they're kids. Yeah. So, maybe. And people that were, that are our age, that group, that were young when Lion King came out, now many of them have kids themselves. Yeah, exactly. So... We're the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but also with that, speaking of... Uh, I'll be that weirdo again, like in Dumbo. <laughs> I was just by myself. It's like all parents and kids. This is me. Hey, I'm a 30-year-old black guy. <laughs> hi, hi, Timmy. You want to come see Dumbo with me? <laughs> Stranger danger! Mace in my face. Ah! <laughs> well, speaking of uh, being kids and things coming back from our childhood, so the original creators of... Previously on dun 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 yeah I purposely left out the title but yeah the creators for that have told Hollywood Reporter that they have had meetings with Disney to bring that version of the X Men back with the nineties X Men yes the one thing we'd like to do more than anything else is to continue where we left off so we've been having meetings with Disney. Bro, if I hear that a remix version of that theme song, either in an anime movie or even if they bring that into the MCU, that they kind of did like the um, the classic Spider-Man theme for Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's Spider-Man. So if they do that for the X-Men, remixed. Yeah, but if they do that again for the X-Men, can you imagine an X-Men live-action movie with? Well, I'm not talking about live action. I'm talking about animated. I know. I want both. Oh. <laughs> I want that theme song everywhere. Yeah, kind of like they had the Batman theme song show up in Justice League. Yeah, why not? See, you're excited about this news. I'm not. Why? Because I feel like as much as I loved and have nostalgia for the 90s X-Men, and that is like the definitive version of the X-Men, I feel like that's a time past. Like, I'm... Cause it was the show was very the show was definitely very nineties. Oh yeah, especially with Storm. 
I command the power of the wind. Like Storm doesn't do all that shit. Uh, I love it though. That was like the best part of that version of Storm. But it's like for me, northern winds hail upon the world. <laughs> like what? And I thought it was so funny. Like when the 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 moment where uh, the first crossover oh, they Spider-Man? Had with Spider-Man. He's like, uh, web shooters get real sticky. <laughs> Loved it. But I feel like. Despite all of that, like me, as much as I love the 90s version of X-Men, my definitive version of the X-Men, the one that I, the version of X-Men that I love the most. X-Men Evolution. No. Oh. Was, Wolver- <laughs> was Wolverine and X-Men. Oh, wow. Nobody talks about that show anymore. That was like, that was like the lost X-Men series. Despite how. It was only one season, right? It was only one season. Yeah. It got canceled. Despite how, and I, I think that was around time because uh, Fox absorbed the rights to the animated uh, rights to mm. X-Men. Okay. So Disney, Marvel couldn't do it anymore or whatever. I don't know what the... I think part of that was behind to see why I got canceled. I like that series. Because it wasn't... It wasn't definitely wasn't the ratings. But like that's the X-Men that I want to see. You don't I feel think like, like that was X-Men I feel like that was... Like that? I feel like that was A, way more comic accurate. It almost seemed like it could be a continuation of the 90s show. Granted... Almost. I thought the design of Storm was trash. I don't even remember. It was It was terrible. And they didn't really use Storm that much in the series, but that's also because the actress, the actress was also doing uh, live action uh, stuff, so she wasn't around to do the voice acting as much. But I'm like, just recast her. <laughs> but I like that version, and it was also more darker. So I liked that version of X Men. What's wrong with Storm's design? She looks like classic Storm with like no. The, look at the, the ha- look at her hair. It's oh, it's the hair. It's fucking terrible. I mean, it's just one big piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's like big. fucking terrible. Yeah. It's like she has on a fucking mop. But I did like the show a lot. Yeah, I really liked Wolverine and the X-Men. So like, I want to see that version of the X-Men come back. Maybe not with Wolverine getting so much focus. You don't think that they'll try and like follow the same kind of style as this? I don't, but they're no, not they're talking about to bringing n- back the 90s. Like they're gonna like make they're it like to... the nineties again? Like they're they're just gonna pretend they're still in the nineties. Because they literally just said we want to re- we want to continue that story. So why not just have a time skip? And because like I said, like Wolverine and X Men, it it started kind of as a spiritual sequel because it started with the the team being split up already because Gene became the Phoenix and like it destroyed the mansion and Xavier was like. But Wolverine missing. and X Men, I mean, but the original Phoenix we dealt with, but that was long past. We dealt with that already. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, like a spiritual sequel. But if they do the same kind of thing where they just have an event that makes it so you have to catch back up with these characters years later, granted, I guess then it'd be like um, the X-Men franchise now where it's like, but that doesn't mean they're all like fucking like 50. <laughs> like, like Storm should be like 60 now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you just continue it straight from where it left off, you've already exhausted so many of the great X-Men storylines too. Because they did everything, basically, up to a certain point. I mean, according to them, they got some more story to tell, but I'm like, do they? I mean, they could use some of the more recent X-Men Yeah, I was going to say, I guess they could use the more recent stuff, because none of that was out back then, but still. Because that like, was one of the first, like, actual comic-accurate shows, where, like, it did follow comic arcs. It did, but I feel like the Wolverine and the X-Men is way more comic-accurate. Comic I feel like it also touched on comic arcs. Even to the point that... Not in the same way, though. Even to the point that... Because, like, in the 90s one, like, 
Gene and Cyclops, they were like the perfect couple. They were happily married. There was no, there was no tension between them. Sure, you had Wolverine pining, but there was no really no level of love. Wolverine, you- dude. Stop trying to fuck my girl. <laughs> Every was, day with this. There was, really, there was never really any love connection between between Gene and Wolverine. It's like, but in Wolverine and X Men, it's like you got all of the com- complexities of the character. Like yeah. they were they were more realistic. And I like that series because it made Scott. It gave him some 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 not grittiness, but it made him an interesting character because it gave him some angst. Yeah, he became kind of the Wolverine of that series. Yeah, well, Wolverine's arc was about him becoming more of a leader. Cyclops became kind of like the loner. Yeah, he even had like the relationship between him and Emma, which yeah. I actually actually like Scott and Emma more than I like Scott and Jean. Mm, I agree with that. Jean's like a first love type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since Bad should be dead. <laughs> she should not be alive. But even with that, like, and then, I, didn't, end, didn't that first season end with them setting up the apocalypse arc? They did. They set up Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah now, now I'm thinking. About, I'm now remembering it. They did have like a save the Cheerleader, save the world type of thing for that first season. Save Xavier. Yeah, save Xavier to stop the Sentinel apocalypse, but then it created the Age of Apocalypse apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? What a waste. <laughs> Agreed. So that's what I want to see. Maybe not that series come back, but I want it. For those listening out there, watch Wolverine. Go find it, but you have to, you should watch Wolverine and the X Men. If you if you have it, but yeah, so it. probably got download it. Obviously, I don't want it to do that same storyline because, like I said, maybe less focus on Wolverine, but I want it to be like that, like gritty and adult and dark because it did go some dark places. Yeah, it did. And like, I feel like that's the definitive that version of Magneto. That's the definitive Magneto. Yes, I really enjoy that Magneto and the, his whole Genosha thing in in Wolverine and X Men was good. Yeah, oh, that episode when Nightcrawler went. Yes, there. I was literally just thinking about that when I said that. Yeah, because like you think Magneto's on the up and up, but then it's like, oh no, we're still in that bullshit. And then he tries to get back to the X Men by teleporting across the ocean, which is fucking awesome. And it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, no, yeah, it was good. It almost, it almost worked. He was literally there. He was, he was literally <laughs> on the front steps. I still remember that shit. He was like, oh, there they are. Oh, I'm captured. <laughs> I was yeah. like, God damn it, Nightcrawler. <laughs> Literally at the free, but he was exhausted from that teleporting. Yeah. Then got kidnapped by Mystique. Yeah, I feel you though. I, I do agree with you. I'm, I'm hoping they, they try and bring those elements into the 90s version and don't just try and straight continue the 90s. Like it's still yeah, 90s. Some, but some people disagree. They're like, no, Wolverine X Men is not as good as the 90s, bro. Like, what are you, like, what are you smoking? That's it's nostalgia like, talking. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're just it's nostalgia talking. Like, yeah. if you literally compare the shows, Better animated. Better, oh, the animation's not even a comparison. <laughs> yeah, it's better, better animated, better characters. Like what deeper you, characters. Yeah, yeah, more complex. Yeah. But anyway, but speaking of something else that might get a revival, which I'm actually also excited about. Oh, but one thing Wolverine X Men doesn't have. Before we move on, no awesome orgasmic sh- screaming from the women. <laughs> that was a selling point for me as a kid for the '90s oh, no. show. <laughs> I'm so glad that they didn't have because they all fucking they all fucking passed out. They all passed out and heaved their chests out when they would like their boobs got a bit. The, the only thing about the '90s show that I will have, like, I feel like the '90s version of Rogue is the definitive Rogue. I agree with that. Was Rogue even in that? The the Wolverine the X Men. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think she was. I don't think she was. Yeah. Maybe they were gonna introduce her later. Yeah, but her screaming. On point. That costume. On point. 
Rogue is the only one I never passed out. <laughs> in in the nineties X Men? Yeah. Really? I but she screamed she did that scream a lot. Like I'm talking about Storm, Gene, and Rogue. Those I three I don't, I don't remember Rogue screaming. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm a straight man. <laughs> so I remember. I remember Gene always ah! or even Storm. Ah! <laughs> but I don't remember Rogue. I remember Rogue, Rogue I was just being sugar. And it's weird because they no, say... She had the best scream action. Now, now I'm remembering it. Hold on. And, and they always... Ca- so this is, this is Storm and Rogue fighting Juggernaut in the 90s show. Hold on. Best voice. But yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember her screaming. Wait, wait, wait. He's absorbing, she's absorbing Juggernaut's power. She's pulling the Dark Phoenix. She's absorbing too much. Wait for it. Yo, she like hit a different pitch. Yo, she hit like a new frequency. Okay, so I remember that episode, but I don't remember you saying it's like a constant thing. I don't remember it being a constant thing. I feel like it was every time she absorbed too much power from somebody. It was like, ah! <laughs> Especially, I think it even happened in her, the origin episode where they explained the Captain Marvel stuff. And that's what I was just about to say. It's, it's weird that they say, like, Rogue got her powers, her super, super strength and all that other stuff because she has all of Captain Marvel's powers. But at the same time, I'm like, but we know what Captain Marvel's powers are, like... She doesn't have photon, like, where are the photon blasts and all the other stuff? Hey, yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. She just has the strength. And the flight. And the flight. And I guess the durability. Yeah, but what about the photon blast? Yeah, the what the fuck? Ability to absorb energy. Yeah, in the comics, does she have photon blasts? No. Yeah. Rogue does? No, I'm saying Captain Marvel. No, but I mean Rogue. No. So even in the comics, we're just like, yeah, forget that one. We don't need that one. <laughs> yeah. That makes her too powerful. Because then she's just Captain Marvel. Like, <laughs> But she absorbs Captain Marvel's power, so she should be Captain Marvel. Yeah. It's weird. Or back then, Miss Marvel. I mean, even that whole premise was weird. It was like, hey, let's have her put another hero in a coma, and we're just fine with that. If you think about that, the <laughs> 90s version of the X-Men, of X-Men was the MCU before the MCU, because you had the crossover with Spider-Man. Yeah. You had you had the Avengers show up, and even Miss Marvel. There's an Avengers episode? Well, I'm just saying with Miss Marvel showing up. Oh, with Miss Marvel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of crossing over back then with stuff. There's a little universe back in the day, a little animated universe. A little, little one. Yeah. Granted, it was, just most, it was mostly just Spider-Man. You didn't really, like, they had Iron Man. I mean, Man. That's, that's really all they had. It was Spider-Man. But you had the Iron Man animated series, the Hulk animated series, the Fantastic oh, Four yeah. animated series, Silver Surfer animated series. Didn't Spider-Man meet Fantastic Four, though, at some Spider-Man. point? Spider-Man... No, no, maybe not. no, no. I'm thinking about the old, old show. In the comics. Yeah, they didn't have a Hulk or anything. There and they, was no... They, they, and they were all Fox. There was no 90s X-Men episode with Wolverine and the Hulk? I don't think so. No. I guess it was Sabretooth they used, actually. And hmm. I, and like I said, they were all on Fox, Fox Saturday, uh, the cartoons. Well, we didn't have a Kevin Feige back then. <laughs> An animated Kevin Feige. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. But yeah, going back to what I was saying about... Uh, Something else possibly getting renewed. Uh, Parasite Eve might be getting renewed from uh, Square. 
Square Enix or whatever. Wow, what a throwback that is. <laughs> so they're done with uh, Resident Evils. Is that why? <laughs> I mean, because Resident Evil uh, Two becoming such a big blockbuster in terms of like sales, they're like, hmm, what other property can we reboot to give some style? I'll be good because I mentioned this before. Yeah, you. I would, I, yeah, I would cool. love. I would love for them to uh, reboot Parasite Eve. So this gets me excited. And Zone then also, of the and Enders. Then, <laughs> and then also on top of that, like uh, they released a trailer for uh, Final Fantasy VII because that got. Oh re- yeah, I saw that. So that got rebooted. So yeah. Come on, Zone of the Enders. <laughs> so I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Parasite Eve gets a reboot. Mm. But something that's not getting a reboot. So, uh, Swamp Thing has aired its first episode, like, last week. <laughs> yeah. I've and heard good things. I've heard good things. I've heard good things about that first episode, but what? apparently <laughs> they haven't been that good because after that first episode aired, they canceled it immediately. So, the thing, but the thing I don't know is, does that mean they're not going to air the rest of this season? Because remember when we mentioned before, it was supposed to get 13 episodes, but then they got chopped down to 10 episodes. Yeah, got cut. So they're not going to air the rest so of So are they it? not going to air the other 10 or the other 9? Or does it just, it just mean we're just not... They're going to air the other 9 episodes. We're just not getting another season. They got to finish the season out. I, I assume. I assume, but I don't know. But Look, I have this service still. I need to watch the show. I, can, I canceled my service. I mean, and I I'm hearing a lot of people service. talk about Doom Patrol. Like, Doom Patrol's great. I love Doom Patrol, but I'm like... Nobody's talking about it. Well, no, I've heard people talk. They're talking about it I've now. I've seen a few people talk about it, but it's not like it's even like on the par of like a CW show in terms of like how many people I see talking about it. No, it's not that, but I hear people say, oh, yeah, Doom Patrol's getting so good. And I'm like, ah, it's gotten too I can't. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> well, we had always prayed for the first couple episodes, too. Or yeah. not even. Not even. I think it was well, the first episode. the first episode. Yeah. That's where it lost me. I mean, I don't know. I want to watch. I'm, I, might, I think the third episode. I'm probably going to end up watching Swamp Thing by next week because I do want to see the first episode. But after but part that, of me is like, and I talk about this all the time. When I find out a show's getting canceled, it makes me care. not want to watch it. Because I'm like, I don't want to watch the first episode and have the same reaction that other people have. It was like, oh my God, it's so good knowing that I'm not going to get more. For me, I, I think it's more of a case study. Like I want to see despite it being a good show, if it is a good show. Because then I'm going to end up... still then I'm, a, then I'm going to end up like fucking... Ky- uh, what was it? Kyle? What's his name? Carl? Carl. I'm going to end up like Carl from Striking Vipers. I'm like, I'm addicted. Like, <laughs> just give me give me more Swamp Thing. Just, you want to be... I just want to be a side. I just want to be a side one more time. Come on, baby. Let's look in that swamp. <laughs> I just want to get in that swamp one more time. You just want to feel it. Did uh, did they say why it was canceled? I heard it was like a... Like a a tax cut or something or, or a tax return. But yeah, supposedly there was this thing where it's like a $40 million tax credit that they were supposed to get while filming in New Orleans. But that ended up getting canceled or dwindled down to instead of 40 million, 14 million. Oh. So that's why they canceled the show. But then North Carolina came out and said, that's not true. So I don't know. So a tax cut is all it takes to cancel a show <laughs> or a tax break that the, they didn't the, get. Oh, they're saying that uh, Trump's tariffs or whatever. Is why they why that tax cut ended up not going through. Uh, I don't so know. Trump is at fault, of course. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I don't know. All I know is it's canceled. Okay, whatever. DC's gonna close the app anyway. Eventually. But I, yeah, I was just like, what are they doing with this app? 
It's going to be folded into wherever the WB app is going Shut the be. fuck up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but with that speaking, so uh, Warner Brothers also came out and uh, announced that they are actually coming out with their own streaming service that's going to combine Warner Bro- all of Warner Brothers Media, HBO, and Cinemax. And it's going to be a total of 16 to $17 or $17 a month. Damn, $17 a month? Which... It's like, oh, $17 a month is so expensive. It it's is. like, that's still cheaper than cable. And also on top yeah, of that. when you take it in a bubble, but with all these app services. And then also on top of that, it's like, but HBO Go by itself is $17. And that's just for HBO. It was? That was like 10 bucks. It's like, no, it's like 15 Well, no, it's like $15. 15 bucks, yeah. But it's like, that's just for HBO. But just, this is Warner Brothers, HBO, and Cinemax. Which I'm like, what the fuck is Cinemax? What comes on Cinemax? But I'm like, just Warner Brothers it's- and HBO alone. Cinemax isn't the porn one, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Skinemax, never mind. But I'm like, but just Warner Brothers and HBO alone, it's like, that's a lot of fucking content. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, I just see But yeah, but on top of like Hulu, Crunchyroll. Like everything's getting a freaking streaming service and everything costs money. So when you add it all together, yeah, is when it you still going to be together. cheaper than cable? When you add it all together, I'm like, it's still cheaper than cable, but it's getting up there. Yeah. And it's only going to get increasingly more... Because because Dis- yeah, Disney Plus is only gonna be what six ninety nine, but it's At not first. gonna it's not gonna stay six exactly. You, I I highly doubt after the first like I feel like after the first year it's gonna jump it's gonna shoot up. Yeah, like a good drug dealer, you gotta get your, your your beak wet a little bit. Like yeah yeah yeah, have a taste. Nah, that shit ain't free no more. <laughs> it's like oh shit, Disney, you crack dealer. <laughs> like striking vipers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, all right, whatever. I'm not going to get it, but sure. Well, yeah, I have a feeling, even though DC keeps saying, no, we're here to stay, we're here to stay, more than likely it's going to get folded up into this, the greater Warner Brothers media, which I'm like, at this point, I'm like, it, to me, I'm like, it makes sense for it to. Like, it doesn't even, it doesn't make sense to have a, a DC universe separate from Warner Brothers now at this point. And on top of that, considering what they've been doing with the DC streamers, it's like the DC, like, they don't know what the fuck they want to do, like... Really, all they have is all they have right now is Doom Patrol. You just canceled your other next series that came out, which was Swamp Thing. Young Justice, like I don't know what Young Justice doesn't come back out until July. Is that ever coming back? (laughs) They say say July. Okay. Like when it started to actually be, when it really started to get good, it was like, all right, we're taking a forty-year break. (laughs) Forty years. Because like it's getting to the point where I'm like, I don't even remember what happened. Me either. Somehow Black Lightning fucking Killer Frost. I <laughs> yeah. is that what happened? <laughs> you you never you never had Black Lightning before. <laughs> Gave that rogue scream too. <laughs> but speaking of, I don't know what the fuck uh, DC is doing. So uh, again, this continues the theme. So Marvel announced that they're not appearing at uh, Comic Con or Hall H this year, which makes sense because for the most part, they don't have anything coming out besides Spider-Man. They don't really need, Disney doesn't need Comic-Con anymore because they have D23. Yeah. And so with that, you would think with all the properties that DC has coming out, like Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey, and they have the Joker coming out this year, you would think they would take the opportunity to show up at Hall H and, and, and show their properties. You know, they just announced Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like, granted, they haven't sh- they haven't filmed anything yet, but they can still have a presence. They also announced that they're not appearing at Comic Con Hall H this year. Hmm. And I'm just like, again, 
what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> because again, just like I mentioned, unlike Disney and Marvel and and uh, their their studios, they don't have a D twenty three to show all their properties at. Yeah. So you want to get buzzed at like we haven't really heard anything about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Besides that, maybe one picture that dropped that, that showed her picture. armor. Yeah. It's like, this is, the, and, and you have, again, you have the Joker coming out this year. Why not have that be your time to get more buzz for your properties? Harley Quinn. Because DC ain't shit, Michael. How many times? <laughs> How many times must we go over this? So I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what you're doing. Not, and not even just that, but like, and it's not even just DC, but Warner Brothers, period. Like, you just had Godzilla come out and you want to have buzz for your Godzilla versus Kong movie. You would think this would be the perfect time to be at Comic-Con to maybe release some something for Godzilla versus, some buzz for Godzilla versus Kong, especially considering the Godzilla movie didn't make that much money. <laughs> but they're not doing it, so whatever. If you don't care, I don't care. <laughs> But speaking of something else that I don't really care about, it's like it's like the Slayer. One Slayer dies, the next one is called. One wrestler leaves the franchise, the next one is called. So John Cena has been announced as a, a cast member for Fast and Furious 9. They're still coming with that? That's why I was like, it's like the Slayer. One wrestler dies in The Rock, and the next one is called... So was, oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so he's not in the franchise anymore. He's not in the Vin franchise Diesel. anymore because he's doing Hobbs and Shaw. Let's get another wrestler. Let's get another wrestler. We don't need to rock. But yeah, yeah, John, you do. <laughs> John Cena is not a great actor. Well, he's a good comedic actor, I guess, but he's not the Rock. No, like he's like the Rock light. He's wanna be Rock. But they haven't said who he's playing. But yeah, he's 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 gonna be in the. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be some government dude, some military saying, guy. They're saying he's gonna play a badass. It's like some military guy. It's like. Oh, how fucking groundbreaking. <laughs> we don't need you anymore, Fast and the Furious. We got Hobbs and Shell now. It's you, but... Which I'm actually goofy. excited about. I am. I am also excited for the Black Superman. <laughs> Idris Elba, hell yeah. But speaking of something else I'm also excited about, so Quentin Tarantino has come out and said he's developing his own MCU. I saw this. Django and Zorro crossover. I don't know. <laughs> it's like peanut but butter they do, and jelly. But they take place at the same time period, so... They do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but those two things don't really match. Like, Jango was really or do bloody. They, yeah. Jango was bloody and well, gory. Well, Zoro's and... about a guy with a sword, so it could be bloody and gory. Has Zoro ever been that dark? No, but it will be. <laughs> okay. Is it like a versus? Like, Zoro versus Jango or something? Which, interestingly enough, I've never seen any of those franchises. You didn't see Django either? No, but it's sitting on my shelf. But it's not really a franchise. It's one movie. Or you, but I'm just saying, I've never seen Zoro or Django. Oh. I'll remember from Django. Like I said, Django, I have the Blu-ray. Oh, well, you need to watch it. Because <laughs> uh, what's his name was good in that? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, only Leonardo DiCaprio, not Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is pretty good, too. He's Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yeah, I just found that. We, I'm like, Django and... You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. You got your chocolate in my peanut butter. There's a snake in my boot. Yeah, I don't know. This could be amazing or it could be... Stupid, but... I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino. For the most part, he's had good movies. Yeah. I can't really name one. I can't really name a Quentin Tarantino movie that was just like, eh, that was pretty bad. So this is going to be like the rush hour for Django and, and Zorro. I don't know. <laughs> okay, whatever, man. 
Spanish and black coming together. Let's do this. But something else that's in development that's coming closer to being a reality now that they actually announced it. I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, it's been finalized. The cast for the Are You Afraid of the Dark series that's coming to Nickelodeon has been finalized. And granted, it's a bunch of people that we don't know, so that's not the point of uh, me uh, listing it. But the reason I brought it up is because now that they are now that they have a cast, it's more of a thing that the movie that the series is slated to premiere in October, limited series. So that's pretty that's pretty fast turnaround though, October. But I'm still excited. I'm I, I would check it out. Yeah, me too. Granted, it's it's a little different than something like because. All that is now back, and I'm like, eh, it's not. Eh. I feel like it's not my thing. But Are You Afraid of the Dark is still something I would, I would. Check I still out. watch Are You Afraid of the Dark on Halloween, so fuck yeah, I'll do it. I'm in. But speaking of fuck yeah, I'm in. So final news tidbit. Okay. This will be really quick. Um. Living in the shadows. Oh, wait, what? Kill the ri- Kill the Rift? Love, Death, and Robots. Okay, is getting a Living season in two. The shadows. It's getting season two. Season two. Okay, I'm in. It's kind of like the animated Black Mirror, but shorter, <laughs> shorter anthology series. So I'm excited to see what new stories they come up with for season two. Dude, Beyond the Killer Rift still haunts me, so <laughs> so I am game. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Did he put his dick in it, Michael? <laughs> I mean, it's a theme. He fucked a fuck monster. Granted, it's different, but I would much like rather fuck Vipers. my friend who is a female video game character than fucking alien goo monster, spider goo monster. Would you though? Yes. <laughs> Did you just did you say it ultimately doesn't matter because I'm I don't I don't see the spider or whatever. It's not the real world. No. It's, no. Vir- it's virtual reality. No. <laughs> like I would it's sooner a, it's, it's still a hot chick in a virtual world. Nope. Mm, no, it's very different. <laughs> Is it? Yes. One's clean VR technology. He's a human. The other is a disgusting... It's still VR technology. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like a psychic invasion in my mind. Ugh. I'm remembering the goo. <laughs> it's an invasion of te- it's technology. Oh my god! I, w- I would take the sweatiest, grossest truck stop driver or, or truck driver who is just playing a female character in a video game and fuck that female character than I would fuck that alien monster <laughs> like in space. No. Oh, so many terrifying notions. <laughs> so itchy. <laughs> Be sad. Or well, what, what did she say? I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to show you. I don't want you. To know. I'm. So- Oh, I care about all the people who come here or whatever. And I want them to come. <laughs> Ew, in me. No! <laughs> no! All right, well, that's the end of the news, huh? Yeah, that's it. All right, so let's get out of here. Uh, what's next week? Uh, Any movies? I said Men in Black. I mean, yay, Men in Black. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let me be PC. And sh- or Women in Black, Michael. And Shaft. Shaft! Do you care about that? I'm gonna see Shaft. Do you see Shaft? <laughs> Am I racist if I don't want to see Shaft? A bad mother. Shut, Shut your, your mouth. mouth. I just don't think it looks that great. Like, I mean, no, I feel like it's just gonna be. I, I feel like it's just gonna be like. I'm like it was. A, it was Shaft. Yeah, like a made-for-TV movie for in the movie theater. 
If I have time, I'll see it. But I actually want to see Rocket Man. So I'm probably, if I want to see anything, I'm probably going to see that. Rocket Man was a very good, it was a well-made movie. I had somebody like really like hype it up for me. So I was like, oh, if you really liked it, I'll check it out. You kind of just like, eh. <laughs> so, oh, no. I enjoy, I enjoy, no. I I really enjoy Rocket Man. I just want, it's just the way the movie went. It was, my, my expectations were different from what I got. But that doesn't mean the movie was bad. Mm. It's just. Like I heard it's I, not true. I expected something different. Like it's not, it's a fantasy. That's, the, yeah, that's the thing. It's basically a musical fantasy. Mm. So it uses Elton John's music to tell the story of the movie. So yeah. it's basically a musical, which you would like. Yes. <laughs> that's but, my bag. But the thing that I, but I felt like. In terms of telling the story of Elton John's you life, biography. Not even just that, but I felt like, because that's fine. You use you use Elton John's music to tell the story, but I felt like it was very shallow in terms of telling his story. Like really, see, but that's what I heard the opposite. I heard like it, it might not be true to his life in every beat, but the theme is strong about the theme of like being able to reinvent yourself and you can do anything you put your mind to, that kind of thing. I mean, that was there, but I felt like in terms of like telling his, like, like there's a line in the movie where he says, I, I did every drug that you could ever think of. I was, addicted, I was addicted to drugs, sex, and shopping. And you didn't see that? You don't see any of that. Oh, that's kind of... Like, whack. you saw him do cocaine in the movie, but that was really it. So you saw he was addicted to cocaine. Then you saw him drink. But it's like, but they didn't go deep into. His but they addiction. didn't go. They didn't go deep into that. And then on top of that, it's like Elton John is one of the most world's, the most famous gay men in the world. And then you say he was addicted to sex, but there was only one sex scene in the movie. And it's not to see I want. And it's not to say I want the movie to be a whole bunch of fucking sex scenes. Mm. Like I could watch porn for that. But at the same yeah. time, to say that I was addicted to sex, show it. Show don't, it. Don't just tell it. Yeah. I can see how that's an issue. So it was like it was shot like it just like all all the darkness and all the other stuff, and then on top of that, for the movie to be rated R, I felt like they didn't want to they didn't lean into the rated R premise. Like there was yeah, there were a lot of f bombs, oh, but that was it. Okay. So that's what made it rated R. The fact there was a lot of f bombs. So would you recommend it though? No, I would definitely recommend. Like, like I said, Wait, what would you rate it? I would say it was a well. It was a definitely a well made movie. Yeah. But I just like my expectations were just different. Maybe so. Maybe if I had different expectations, I would love the. I would. I would love the movie. What would you rate it? I would give it a more than passable. Oh, okay. All right. That's... But in terms of what I wanted, you wanted perfect. Well, and you thought that what was there could have been perfect if they just. Kind of pull that taffy a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So well, okay. So it's one of those movies that I would, <laughs> it's one of those movies that I would give it two ratings. Okay. So from a filmmaking standpoint, I would give it a more than passable. Okay. But in terms of what I wanted and what it gave me, I would give it a high passable. Mm, okay. So okay. what I wanted might not be what you go into wanted. So wanting. So you might just you might go into it loving it. I'm coming back. I'm like, I'm gay now, Michael. I love it that much. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already talked about striking vipers. <laughs> yeah, when you get in striking so vipers too. I'm gonna, after, after, <laughs> after we end this podcast, I'm going to start making a virtual video game <laughs> to live out this fantasy. Michael becomes Tony Stark just for this. Yeah, just for, just for this. Uh, hey, right. Jordan, I got a game you want to try out. And actually, everybody listening right now, um, I think what I wanted to do more often on the podcast is I want to hear more reviews from our listeners. Like I want to hear like what people thought of. They do it sometimes, but I want to hear more. Yeah, at the same time, though, I feel like 
I don't want a long review end, either. Yeah, I'm like, that's going to end up into, like, Gaia's territory. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want paragraph. But just give me, like, a paragraph of your thoughts about the movies we talk about. So 90 for, words or less. I would love to hear from people about what they thought about the first episode of, of Game of Thrones, of uh, so Black Mirror. that's the cutoff. 90 words or less. This motherfuckers really let me count the words. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it. I'm, t- I'm like, give me your phone, Jordan. Put it in a word, word count. count. <laughs> 91 words. We're not reading it. <laughs> All right, well, I won't be that strict, but I do want to hear what people think about the things we talk about. I so, will be that strict. Let's, let's, not, let's otherwise, we're going to be here. For, the whole right. podcast is going to be us reading. You're right. We're not even going to talk. But I do want to hear what people thought, especially about the season of Black Mirror. So if, if you're listening and you watched the first episode, I want to hear from you. What did you think? Were they gay? Were Are they, they gay? gay? Yeah. What, what is, what's the verdict there? No one can agree. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I am happy though, and I feel like so. it's different. It's different from like something like Weird City, where it's like, no, they were gay. Yeah, that was. It shows you like the difference between those two shows. Like, Weird City gave you all the answers. Like, it was like, yes, they are gay, but the point is they're happy. But in Black Mirror, it just made it left you with like the lingering, like, are they? Aren't they? What does that mean for us as a society? What does that mean for technology in the future? Like, it just it raises so many questions you can't really answer. Yeah, that's what, and that's going to what I was saying about like a connection, like. You might have a different orientation to somebody, but you might connect to somebody on a level that you don't connect to with somebody like, <laughs> like with somebody else. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he had way more chemistry with his homeboy than he did with the, his wife. <laughs> and then it's like it's almost like a double-edged sword. It's like what what blurs the line of platonic versus romantic? Yeah. Like, are they, I don't know, it's weird, because they, they were kind of like, kind of like, how, loving, like, touching their cheek moments. Yeah, that's why like I was that. like, kind of like how you say how, not you, but how they say, like, nah, I just lost what I was going to say. How they say what? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know what they say. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like they say, it's a thin line between love and hate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, not necessarily hate, but it's like, I feel like it's a thin line between romance and just friendship, like how, kind of like the way they talk about a bromance, where it's like, how connected can you go before it does dip into romantic yeah. territory? And they had that bro that level of bromance, like to the point where they're playing like grab ass before the time skip happened. And even that I was like, wow, he's really handsy for a friend. But then you see like, but even people, though, but people do that. Yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. You think about football games, they pat each other on the ass yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It's just those little benign things. When you take that into the virtual world, how that, like was that building sexual tension? Yeah, because even like, uh, I don't know. Even uh, what's her face? Nicole Bahari uh, t- t- starts with a T. Her character's name started with a T. Tori, Tommy. I don't remember. But uh, Tony, Tony. Either they're way, great. Either way, <laughs> they're gay. <laughs> I, either way, it was just like she was just like I know something's different because not even just the sex, but just like oh my when god, you walk, we didn't talk about that. That scene was so good. Yeah, when you walk past me, you don't put your hand on like just the fact that you put your hand on my the small of my back or whatever. None of like mm, none of the, the small things. things. You don't do that anymore. Yeah. What is the what is that? Like her, that monologue she gave was real. Like that felt real. And that goes to show like. He developed all those small things that he did with her. He now does with her. Because even though he didn't verbalize it by saying when uh, Kyle, why do I keep forgetting his name? Carl. Carl, when he came out and said, I love you, like he ba- he basically felt the same way. Because yeah. like you mentioned, they were cuddling and like caressing each other yeah. and talking about their day and stuff yeah, like playing that. playing in his hair and so shit. So it, it, it was more than just sex. Yeah. 
but are they gay? <laughs> and that's the question we'll leave the podcast so. on. You see, but you see how fucking oh, touch me! Ah, he's touching me! <laughs> Ready for the podcast? <laughs> but do you see how like it's it's such, like, it's such a. What's the word I'm looking for? It's jo- such- Jordan does confide in me, guys. It's so such a co- we, we, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we're, we're like one step away from cuddling. <laughs> it's such a compelling question. I just, I just need a vagina. That Oh, God. <laughs> that even on the podcast, we still circle back to it. Like, it's it's it, it left that much of an impact. My girlfriend was pissed. She was, she was looking at me sideways like, I know you do that podcast with your gay friend. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, baby, no, it's not like that. <laughs> I mean, well, never mind. <laughs> what are you about to say? I'm not going to confess his love to me, you guys. You, you all heard it. He was I'm, like, I'm not saying anything. He was like, I love you. <laughs> no. All right, not let's get all. out of here. Before it gets weirder. It's getting you're, weird. You're the one that's making it weird. I just told you what she said. I was like, what? What are you looking at? I'm going to go home. Like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to start making my virtual reality. <laughs> I've invested 10 years of my life, Jordan, to make yeah, this virtual got, reality got, world. Let me see how much life save. Let me see how much savings I got. Just so I can, just like, so I can make this. I can catfish you in the make fucking. this video game. It won't be a catfish. You'll, you'll know it's me. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> let's gonna, get out of here. I'm gonna. Pee, I'm gonna be. Uh, what, what was that chick that from Roxy? the video game that you just showed? Oh, poison. Yeah. If you play Street Fighter, you know what I'm talking about. Long Lama. pink hair, high heels, oh, short my, shorts. My avatar is going to be Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> this whole episode is going Black Mirror. <laughs> Let's get out of here. This is your host, Jordan, with Michael. And we will see you next week. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Bye. Fuck. I'm not gay, guys, that ain't me I'm just comfortable with my sexuality So I can admit when I see a guy who has a handsome face And pretty eyes and a rock-hard chest And rippling abs yeah. and the tightest ass And those sculpted calves and those bulging quads And the perfect bod and oh my god, take your pants off Uh, fuck it I'm so gay I'm fucking gay I'm the dude wearing nail polish yelling hey I'm the dude at the party who will grab your butt And when you turn around and look at me I'll be like what? Yeah, I'm gay I'm gay I'm hella gay I watch Zac Efron movies every Saturday And normal self-expression doesn't suit me either That's why my degree is in musical theater I'm so gay man